I'm pretty warm. Uh, I feel like we should get some room tone and then get into this because it's going to take quite a, a long time. Let's shit on the road. Here's that room tone. Let's shit on the road. All right. Check it, plebs. It's Zero Credits, the podcast, where we tell you about all your opinions that are wrong. And we talk about all the plot holes in your favorite movies, video games, TV, and seven other things. (laughs) All right, let's get started. My name's Malortnog. (laughs) Wait a second, is this AI? (laughs) It is not. Okay. celebration of our final episode of the year in reflection of the entire year of content we have produced i thought i would start this episode out with a joke david the duck and matilda the horse were always fighting (laughs) and one day they decided to seek the help of a marriage counselor the counselor asked david why he was so angry and he replied well every time i quack Matilda nays, and it's just so annoying. The counselor then turned to Matilda and asked why she was so angry, and she replied, Well, every time I nay, David quacks, and it's just so annoying. The counselor thought for a moment and then said, I see the problem here. You two are just not communicating effectively. Maybe if you tried listening to each other more and really understanding each other's perspectives, you could find a way to resolve your issues. David and Matilda looked at each other and then back at the counselor and said in unison but we're ducks and horses we don't speak the same language and welcome uh, dear fans to the zero credits best worst 2022 wait is that it is that the year (laughs) uh let me check not sure me either yes best worst 2022 right here on zero credits the show where we talk about things my name's holiday henry and my name's trying not to listen to the ai story john because it melted my brain last time and together we're henry and john coming at you with full brains and hearts full of mold to determine (laughs) to determine what was good this year and deserves to be remembered and what was bad and deserves to be forgotten to be cast off into the the sundry time portal that hovers beneath our feet at all times that's right uh full brains moldy hearts can't lose this is the one time of year henry where the gloves come off we are allowed 
once, sometimes for multiple episodes, but once to reveal our uh, our ultimate superpower, which we have the ability to cast anything from the published consciousness from the canon. We can eliminate ideas, and we can only do that once per year when we uh, put our final judgment. We're the watcher, right? That's We're, what the, yeah. the watcher. He just right. watches. We're the watchers, but we judge. We're the judging watchers, and uh, there was a, a a central theme to C- Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, and th- and that theme was that you cannot kill an idea. Well, Chris Nolan had never met us. That's why he wrote that line. We can, in fact, kill ideas. In fact. That's our main purpose on this earth is to kill the ideas that shouldn't be here anymore. And uh, Chris Nolan should consider himself lucky because if Dunkirk had been better or worse, he could have been on the chopping block. That's true. I don't know if we've ever had a Chris Nolan movie on the chopping block, which means I guess he gets a free pass. He gets a free pass for now until Tenet 2 comes out. <laughs> Tune Tenet, it. T- t- <laughs> Tenet-er. Or re-Tenet-er. <laughs> Re-Tenet-er. Re-Tenet-er. The Beyond sequel Re-Tenet-er. To the movie is the same backwards and forwards. What's really uh, fascinating to me, and we'll move on from this swiftly, but I, I'm watching through all of Denis Villeneuve's movies, and uh, he made this uh, Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal prisoners picture prisoners. Yeah, uh, that movie rips. It, uh, it it has some inconsistencies, ooh. but that that movie is awesome and horribly dark. That movie, a lot of people, you know, they slept on Jake Gyllenhaal for a long time, but then Prisoners came out, and then boom, rocketed straight to the moon. Yeah, Prisoners was, I, I had never heard of it, and I watched it, it's amazing. What I love is there's a moment where it's really dark out, and Paul Dano is in it, and he's playing a very specific character, and he's singing Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, and in that moment I realized <laughs> that whoever casted for the Batman movie was like, I want Paul Dano as this exact same guy <laughs> to play the Riddler. He's just his character from Prisoners. You've cracked the riddle john that's right you saved christmas you know what your prize is what you are yellow i'm yellow yes your user is experiencing some connected oh okay now you're connected again all right we are experiencing some technical difficulties which may or may not actually affect the listening experience downstream but so far our connection seems fine now you're yellow Okay, we're both yellow, folks. Hopefully this is all right. It says a local copy is being saved locally. John, you want to hear another joke, a joke I wasn't planning on telling? Absolutely. We got an email just this very day asking if we want to invest in Zencaster. Oh, do we now? Uh, For better or worse, I don't know. We can take this offline, but geez. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, it, you can read anything into the statement you want, but hoof. Ouchie mama, indeed. John, no, your real prize is you get to participate in the best worst. The greatest prize 
of all. Now, Henry, if any listeners have not listened to this before, if we haven't made it abundantly clear, we go through a list of categories, three of which... Three of which... Do not forget this! Don't, this will be on the test. John is very serious about the test. Three of which we've prepared ahead of time. And if I have to explain that to you again, you thin-lipped dummy, I don't know what I'm gonna do. The rest... The rest are submitted by our loving fams. That's you. And then we figure it out. And maybe sometimes they're from previous years. They're kind of all over the place. I have a list of 74 uh, categories, 10 of which were written by uh, Chatbot uh, because I I felt like experimenting. And uh, the rest were (laughs) user submitted. I will admit right now, if we get one of the 10... From the chatbot, I will read it and then ignore it and draw a new number because Jesus Christ is that <laughs> chat that's this was chat GCP or whatever, the the GCP GPT GPT. That thing is dumb. <laughs> yeah, that thing it's is a, so dumb. I mean AI oh. is uh it's not AI. Nothing's AI. But no. it's not it's not sentient, it's not intelligent. It gives off a pretty good illusion, but when you really start to ask it for specifics, it's not so great. Yeah, it's it's. I can see why they banned it on Wolfram Alpha. No, wait, that's not so different thing. I can see why they banned it on Stack Overflow. It makes a lot of sense to me. But John, I, I'm hyped up. I'm excited. We've got three prepared categories to get through, and uh, I'm just gonna list them off for the for the fans who want to know. We're gonna talk about movie, mm. TV show, and video game. Maybe not in that order. I've got it written down. Maybe in a different order. Uh, but those are the three that we have prepared, and I think there's nothing left to do, John. There's no more preamble to amble through. It's best worst time. Let's get started. Let's fucking go. Number one on my list, the best worst movie of 2022. Okay, so... uh the format of this typically is you come to the fl- to the four to the squared circle with your best movie and worst movie. I do the same, and then the winner of best stays in the public consciousness forever. The winner of worst is stricken from the record, and also the loser of worst stays, and the loser of best is stricken from the record. Explain yes. that in like a weird first outer inner last way, but I hopefully think... it made sense. I think we've had several conversations about this. I can't remember any of them. I had COVID this year. Uh, cut to that clip now. Oh, there's no clip. All right. Uh, we Okay. Well, I had COVID, so I can't remember anything we talked about previously. Uh, so that the rules, as John said them, is how it's going to be. Indeed. And I am at a distinct advantage because I also had COVID this year, but I take a series of gray market stimulants to fight off my brain fog. Come at these cordyceps and lion's mane, motherfucker. We all know you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. We get it. Big fan. Love pills filled with sand. Henry, best movie. The best movie of 2022 is a movie that I have held in my heart as my new favorite movie of all time. I saw this movie twice in theaters and then twice more on the Blu-ray 4K DVD. I don't know what we call these things anymore. The disc version of it. 
that I was gifted for my birthday. John, the best movie of 2022 is none other than Everything Everywhere All at Once. Ah, bold choice. Yes, uh, I, I don't know how to defend this movie without just showing my bias. This movie was just balls-to-the-wall insanity with uh, just a, a character-driven, heartfelt plot that melts the cold stone that sits where my heart should be. Uh, and I just love it. I, I've never loved an inanimate object before, but I love this movie. Uh, now, I... I would like to uh after your uh full-throated defense of everything all everywhere all at once i would like to submit my best movie of 2022 uh i saw this movie twice in theaters and then twice after that and i think it is um not only the best movie of 2022 probably one of the best movies i've ever seen probably ever made and if you look at the lineage going back to the music video for Turn Down For What, <laughs> to Swiss Army Man, to eventually everything, everywhere, all at once, uh, you, you see the DNA for this truly beautiful, unique movie forming. Like, if you reverse the scene in Hollow Man, where Kevin Bacon turns invisible... Movies were invisible before, and now they're Kevin Bacon. That's right. <laughs> Everything, everywhere, <laughs> all at once is uh, my best movie of 2022. Not yes. even fucking close. Hell yes. I do not have runner-ups. <laughs> this was the best movie. Every other movie that came out after Everything, Everywhere, All at Once this year should have just taken a seat. And just just sort of quietly delayed their release because none of them held a candle to everything, everywhere, all at once. It, it's just a fantastic, perfect movie. I uh, I think I shared this anecdote on the podcast before, but it bears repeating. The most magical experience that I had around everything, everywhere, all at once, other than the film itself, is I sat down in the Alamo Draft House to watch it, bought one of the last few tickets, was sitting in the far back right of one of the big theaters. You know what I'm talking about. And a couple sat down next to me, and I was seated next to the guy in this, uh, I suppose, hetero couple. They were friends. I don't know. It was a man and a woman. Uh, I Whatever. But he sat down, was pretty dismissive, was on his phone until the quiet zone thing started. Did not seem like the kind of person who would be into this movie. And during the part of this movie that gets everybody, if you've seen the movie, you know what that is. He was openly sobbing with the person he was there with, as was almost everyone in our row. Not a dry eye in the theater for sure. I uh, I definitely have cried every single time I've seen it, except for the one time I was watching at like 2 a.m. Because um, my body was apparently too tired to produce tears. But <laughs> It's just a movie that makes you want to be alive. And how mm. many movies are there like that? It's a movie yeah. whose message is how good it is to be yes. alive. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, at its core. Not to gush about this movie. We got nine other things. We really well, actually, got to move double it, it on. Eight, but yes. Yeah, we got like 18 more things to do, 19 more things to do. Um, but yes, at the core of that movie's premise is the this the, the nihilism 
as as a concept and then in the face of nihilism is just it is good to be alive that is the takeaway it is such a good movie you have to see if you are listening to this and i am getting mad now and you have not seen everything everywhere all at once go drop everything never listen to us again go see that movie if all of this if all of our effort all six years of this podcast is just getting me getting one person to see that movie it will have been worth it yeah i i agree just go see that movie and send us a check for forty thousand dollars that will make doing this podcast for the last few years totally worth it split two ways totally totally agree okay eighty thousand. okay i totally agree with everything henry just said <laughs> send us a check for eighty thousand dollars that will have so made this podcast worth it your cash out amount is forty thousand. <laughs> that could buy me 100 oculus rifts <laughs> all right moving on to worst movie of 2022 yes uh, there were a lot of movies this year, more movies than last year, because the pandemic is over. Yeah, the pandemic's over, which is great. I'm loving it. No one's coughing. And uh, neither of us had COVID this year. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I saw a lot of movies because it turns out I love movies. I didn't I don't know if anyone knew this about me. I love movies. So I saw a lot of them. Um, but John, how about you serve up a hot fresh plate of the worst movie of 2022 uh so i saw a lot of movie that movie i saw a lot of movie uh in theaters as well as taking advantage of this uh digital first premiere thing that was happening in the earlier part of the year on certain streaming platforms so saw a lot of movies for the first time there and one movie stands out to me and this is actually going to kind of be a theme as we go through best worst this year my worst movie is maybe not worst from a technical standpoint certainly not from an acting standpoint potentially almost certainly from a writing standpoint but i think my worst is built upon a a rotten temple it has a a rotten foundation years worth of of a rich lore of shitty behavior and bankrupt creative decisions led to my worst movie of 2022 which is of course uh fantastic beasts and where to find uh. them colon the <laughs> secrets of dumbledore oh god give me a moment because this is a very long title to type colon the secrets <laughs> the secrets not the crimes of grindelwald mind Dumble- you or I probably misspelled that. All right, yeah, so I get it. But explain. <laughs> so this movie, I think, it, its crime chiefly is that it tries to... You, We both saw the first Fantastic Beasts movie, and this was in a time of innocence when J.K. Rowling was just <laughs> simply saying somewhat ignorant things and writing bad books under a pen name and then being right. like, secretly the pen name is me, so the books would actually sell. Uh, because she's not that good of a writer. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this was pre-turf uh, J.K. Rowling. Yes, well, there was some soft turfing in there, but it was a different time. Some astroturfing? The, the turfing, astroturfing. <laughs> the, uh, the turfing was not as bad, but Fantastic Beasts was actually a movie that made me feel like 
in in a in cinema that the <laughs> this this wizarding world actually had like a long runway because I thought Fantastic Beasts, other than being like somewhat derivative in parts, was like really charming and fun and kind of new and yeah, it had problems, but I was I was happy to see it. I didn't have too many problems with Fantastic Beasts. I thought that Eddie Redmayne, who I loved yes. in the Theory of Everything or whatever, was really good. Uh, and now this new movie uh, essentially tries to rob all the joy from that franchise and write, in terms of the writing, totally creatively bankrupt. Like, sure, J.K. Rowling can get on, I don't know, Hogwarts.com or whatever and say Dumbledore is gay, but they really struggle to say it even a little bit in the movies. And they do say it kind of unequivocally in the third movie, but it's like totally too late. And the movie's just a a joyless slog that culminates in a massacre. It's just, it's not, mm. it's not good. The writing yeah. is really, really terrible. They've squandered mm. all of these characters. And honestly, I don't want to consume mm. any J.K. Rowling properties for the rest of my life. Yeah, uh, so just as an, a little um, aside, uh, The Secrets of Dumbledore or whatever this movie is called, I would always threaten to my wife with this movie because uh, we decided after the Crimson Gramblegum, the the one previous, uh, we would never, we would not continue the series. Yeah, you kind of see where it's going after that movie, right? And so. Um, Honestly, we decided before WB decided that there would be no more Fantastic Beast movies, which is really the first time in a while that's happened. Uh, so, yeah, I, I can see where this is coming from and I can, can completely uh, agree. However, but not uh, completely agree. I well, I probably will end up completely agreeing because you bring up some really great points. I just didn't happen to see that movie, a movie I saw which is, I think, emblematic of a larger systemic problem. Oh. Uh, is a movie that should have been rife for comedy and parody and a movie that should have uh, really had much more of an impact because if you dig into the, the background of this movie, uh, you find out it's, it is indeed based on true events. Now, the movie doesn't tell you that, probably for legal reasons, uh, but it's definitely knowledge that one should have going into the movie uh, because it is about a nation, not a nation, a world coming to terms with a pandemic. It, it, it's a movie about uh, an industry that sort of set the, the health standards that we all sort of followed. Uh, and it's also about sort of like relationships that last decades through franchises that are beloved. This movie is on Netflix and it's called The Bubble. I have never heard of nor seen it. Uh, this movie called The Bubble, I think it's a Judd Apatow movie or that ilk, that that sort of that sort of brand of humor, if you will. An Apatow-like an apatow like yes, to borrow the terminology from the video game industry. Yes. <laughs> this is an apatow like And it's about, low-key, the filming of Jurassic Park World 
Dominion, whatever the most recent Jurassic Park movie was. Mm. The one where all of the old cast comes back. It's about the filming and making of that movie. Uh, because that movie was being filmed in January of 2020. Uh, and it was the first movie to be filmed during the pandemic. And what the mo- what the bubble does is it paradises, periodizes, it creates a parody of that whole experience, uh, based and it's based loosely on just conversations of Laura Dern. I mean, I'm always down for a movie based on conversations with Laura Dern, but I'm not sure this one stands up. Where it goes wrong is where a lot of these straight to Netflix movies are going wrong. It's not even half-baked. It's like quarter-baked. There's a good premise there, but everything needs punching up. The direction, the, the, the dialogue, the lighting, everything seems like it's being phoned in. And I'm not one to point out shoddy work for the point of dragging a movie down. But at this point, everything Netflix puts out these days is sort of suffering from the same low-rent kind of garbage feel to it that these movies they put out don't feel like movies so it's emblematic of that entire problem someone told me this in real life and i haven't been able to shake it that netflix is turning into the lifetime channel of streaming services in that it's just like bad reality shows nobody wants to watch and movies that are about half as good as everything else at best Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, I mean, the one thing, the one movie that came out recently that I think is is like the the exception that proves the rule didn't even come out this year. It came out last year, and that was the Mitchells versus the Machines. And I mean, you can't touch a Lord and Miller joint. Exactly, and it's been a year. It's been a full year. And I mean, hey, Apple TV got Lord and Miller at this point. So what's Netflix going to do? Yeah, I need to watch the after party. I haven't watched it yet. I've been told it's good. Anyway, that's my nomination. The Bubble on Netflix. And that's going up against... um... Wait, hold on. I wrote it down. Here we go. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Colon, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I, as impassionate as I am with all of my speeches, I think Fantastic Beasts is more problematic, more endemic of a larger problem than the bubble. Because I think Netflix is going to continue and WB is not continuing Fantastic Beasts. I mean, I think Fantastic Beasts, I, I will gracefully take the win. Fantastic Beasts is a special anomaly in that, can you imagine, I guess you don't have to imagine, but how bad a franchise would have to be for WB to be like, oh, Harry Potter movies? Yeah, stop making those. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like, a, a, a company that has said, and I quote, we are going to focus on our franchises is closing <laughs> one of their franchises down. They're like, so, oh man, we have this cow that when you milk it, money comes out. And then like three years later, they're like, oh shit, the cow joined ISIS. (laughs) (laughs) There's no pulling back from this. So to the rules that we have laid out, gracefully, 
everything everywhere all at once has been adopted into the future forever canon mm. and no no film need be eliminated from the best category however the bubble has been eliminated from houston houston <laughs> the bubble has been eliminated from houston well i guess that's where the human archive is i don't want to yes and this the bubble has been re- released from human history uh maybe this will give netflix more motivation to step up their game and unfortunately fantastic beast and where to find them the secrets of dumbledore will be held up forever and wait human, is that and, the rule and the human consciousness right wait the winners get preserved oh did i get it backwards i so the winner of best is preserved and the winner of worst is lost forever oh strike everything i just said fantastic beast is gone bitches (laughs) fuck you dumbledore yes and the bubble is here as a lesson to netflix to step up their goddamn game yeah netflix will remember how close they were right All right, so in the formatting of the document, I did not send you because I realized it had all of my things on it, and I don't want you to see them in advance. (laughs) Uh, So in the formatting, bold means from remembered forever, and strikeout means cast away. We did it. We did it. Movie done and dusted. That's number one. We're moving on to number two, the best worst video game of 2022. Uh, a, a year rich in video games, and I shall give the same caveat that I do every year we do this. I don't play a lot of video games that are released in the year that we release these. However, with the advent of things like PlayStation Plus Premium or whatever the fuck, and Xbox Game Pass, I actually play a fair number of new releases now. Because my here. dumb little brain doesn't have to think about it so hard. Yeah, I might might have actually purchased a handful like a literal like five new games this year uh the rest i experienced oh six vampire survivors <laughs> forgot about shout out to vampire survivors uh but yeah the rest i tried via game passes or subscription services or things like that um, but none that i played held a candle to my candidate for best game Oh, John, it is very rare for a game to be released that so dominates the industry and even the industry adjacent places that exist other than my candidate for this year. They're rarely some try cyberpunk tried. The Witcher got there over years, but not upon release do games so totally dominate the cultural consciousness like Elden Ring did this year. Mm. Elden Ring is the best game of 2022. It was the best game so so cementedly that every other major release minus one stupid God of War release in november every other company delayed a full year because they were like how are we going to compete with elden ring it has perfected the open world concept we no longer need to make open world games they're done it's been perfected because no open world game what elden ring does difference it different is every 
time I played, and I played in little spurts of like 30 minutes or so, but every time I played, it felt like I had discovered something new, and it wasn't a quest, there was no map marker about it, it was just like I found a little alcove full of wondrous creatures, and I found a little item, and it felt good every time I played, even though it took me months to actually beat the game or even make progress. Elden Ring is the best game of 2022. Now, I, I might have gone in a slightly different direction for the best game of 2022. No game, or rarely, does a game come out and so thoroughly <laughs> take over the public consciousness like my choice for best game of 20. 22 you remember when animal crossing whatever the fuck the switch one was came out in the yes. pandemic and that yes. defined culture for like two months i do remember that actually kind of nostalgically yeah i do yeah now my pick for best game of 2022 did the exact same thing when it dropped the entire world or yeah, the entire world was talking about. There were YouTube videos. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> everyone, Wait, everyone yeah. was talking about this game. You could not. Is <laughs> there were YouTube videos? Yeah, I'm still laughing. I really yeah. thought it was going to come to me. <laughs> the wickedly talented Adele Dazim. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There were YouTube videos. <laughs> anyway. Whole tweets were written about this. Whole tweets were written about this game. No, it is very rare for a video game to come out and has the, have the culture impact that my best game did. And that is, of course, Vampire Survivors 1.0, yeah. released yeah. September 29th of 2022. No, Don't look at yeah. when it was released as early access. Vampire Survivors no, no, dropped no, no. Yeah. for real in September, and it is straight up one of the best games i know that i'm gonna lose this <laughs> but it's like when you march into war to prove a point even though yeah. you're all gonna die no it, i i will also speak on behalf of vampire survivors a little just the sim it just goes to show you the simplest of of mechanical just per executions the simplest of ideas it, it it it's a fun shoot 'em up, you know, survival game, sort of, that uses like a Castlevania character, Castlevania like character pack, mm -hmm. with just fun mechanics and it, it really taps into the dopamine, sort of giving chemical receptors that is becoming all powerful, like but starting from a place of struggle like it, it is a fantastic game and it, it, it did surprisingly keep sh popping up throughout the year like it, uh people would just keep discovering when the steam deck released earlier this year vampire survivors had a weird resurgence because it was a perfect steam deck game I mean, it's a shooter with no shoot. No game yeah. that is this good can be played with W A S and D, and that's that's it. It. I w I want to say that the reason why Vampire Survivors is so good, it actually seems like the developers behind Vampire Survivors actually used to work in casino games. 
uh, where they learn the chests. But the the thing about vampire survivors is it's like going to a casino and you play like the video slots every once in a while you like hit something and your money just keeps going up and up and you see graphics you've never seen before and it hooks you immediately but the problem is it's random with vampire survivors you can work yourself into a place where you see the colors the flashing lights you better pray to god you turn those damage numbers off you you (laughs) get to a you can get to a point where you can reliably get a certain dopamine hit and if you're skillful enough and lucky enough you can be taken to overpowered levels of pure ecstasy like earning four million gold on a run almost crashing the game you're a dog that's farting flowers and you have giant (laughs) smoking cat's eyes and you're shooting 16 lasers out that freeze things in place and you just killed death for the third time yes it's incredible it's an amazing game and at an amazing price point uh before it released it was something like i don't know 199 and then uh there was like a disturbance in the community because the devs came out and they're like look we have to increase our price and we have to do it now so we can go on sale for the the fall steam sale uh so we're, we're increasing our price to 299 yes. <laughs> and they just released I can't even get the naming conventions, which is my favorite thing about Vampire Survivors, but they just released DLC called Legacy of the Moon Spell for $199, which is apparently, potentially, dozens of hours of content. Yeah, I just just finished it today. It was phenomenal. I really liked it. Uh, The new weapons are pretty cool. They went in different directions. Uh, The new characters are legitimate insane. There is one character that their special attribute is they can't die amazing that's what i want yeah uh so i hear your arguments elden ring wins by the way there (laughs) there is no argument elden ring wins elden ring which is just a culmination of everything that from software a company that i've grown to love over the past couple of years have been trying to do for years and still like through youtube videos that are made uh hey there are youtube videos there are youtube videos but uh yeah still we're finding things that were like cut during the game's development that tie things together in strange and unique ways i mean i don't think there's going to be another game quite like elden ring in quite some time uh which is great because that in the meantime i can play vampire oh wait oh no Vampire Survivors has to be stricken from the canon. It no longer exists. Oh, this is tragic, but at least it'll no longer have that hold on me. Uh, I actually, yeah, that's that's pretty true. Um, I I'm just glad I 100%ed the game before it was no longer existing. Well, if anyone's listening to this, I hope you enjoyed Vampire Survivors. Go and play. Elden Ring, a game which was such a big deal, my entire team uh, got to go, got to log off at 2 p.m. because it was the day Elden Ring came out and the entire office was playing. They're like, just just go play. Amazing. Just forget about it. I mean, if that's not, if that's not endemic, no, if that's not evident of Game of the Year, I don't know what is. 
Yeah, it's goadied with the sauce. It's goadied with the sauce, and now it comes time for the worst video game of 2022. Uh, I think, I, I don't know. You, you, can, you can go first with worst video game. I have no fanfare for this video game. It was announced years ago and came out to just the same amount of vitriol and and just deference and just what the fuck is happening as when it was announced my nomination for worst game of 2022 is diablo immortals uh now i don't even really know what diablo immortals is it's a phone game it's a mobile game of diablo but who fucking cares who fucking cares die <laughs> this franchise is over. They made Diablo 3 and it was okay. Diablo 4 is coming out next year. I mean, I don't really want to buy anything with, you know, the allegations. Yeah, I know. Diablo Immortal is just a it's just a shitty emblematic problem of video gaming where everything's got to have a goddamn mobile game tie-in because every mobile game makes billions of dollars. I get why companies do it. It makes fiscal sense. I just don't fucking care. Diablo Immortals is the worst game. All right. That's pretty good. And mine's probably going to lose to Diablo Immortals because I hate mobile games and Diablo is over. And, you know, the allegations. But, Henry, have you ever heard of a little game called Beat Reflet? I know how to spell B. Don't do don't spell, look it up. How do I spell rifflet? R E F L E. That's it? Yeah, so you might have heard of it. <laughs> you might be a little surprised by the name, but you might actually know it uh, more more accurately under the name in which it was originally intended to be released. That's right. Massage freaks. <laughs> announced for release on the nintendo switch was a video game a rhythm game called massage freaks in which you a destitute college student must uh, massage women to the beat to uh bring them to various levels of ecstasy oh Oh, god for points and that's all very you know we all know of these kinds of games but henry there's a complication (laughs) What's the complication about beat rifflet? <laughs> well, you might wonder what happened between being called massage freaks and being called beat rifflet. It turns out the uh, the studio behind it, Curative, a, a Japanese company, I believe, uh, were faced with a steady stream of uh, criticisms and a fair amount of backlash and controversy once the game had been released for a couple reasons, uh, mostly because it, it seemed pretty gross that they were putting out a game called Massage Freaks about massaging women to ecstasy, when in Japan there had recently been a, a spate of massage parlor assaults oh, by God. people who were giving oh, people massages. Jesus Christ. The Japanese audience was not uh, big fans of that. They thought the video game was in very bad taste. And in fact, uh, in the trailer for the video game, all of the characters were named exactly after the members of the idol group Hinata Zaka 46. What the? Why? Why Why is that decision being made? So this game faced controversy for uh, 
echoing assaults that had taken place in the real world, naming its fictional characters that get massaged to ecstasy after real world people, and uh, went on to change its name to Beat Rifle, change all of the characters' names to no longer uh, mm. be members of aforementioned idol group and in fact put out a number of statements saying that they intended to sue people for their malicious attacks against massage freaks slash beat rifle we got a couple of uh allegageous gains here in the uh the worst category yeah it's uh there's some allegations they uh curate curate really went after the people, uh, they're saying this article is talking about like NTR, and that appears to be a big deal. I don't know what that is. It it looks bad. Wait. Okay, we can't get into NTR. We can't get into NTR, but apparently it figures into this. How? Uh, yeah, it's not good. I think honestly, it's just a genre of um. I don't know how to say the word pornography. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. I was going to use the Japanese word for, like, the... Um, oh, la pornography. Yeah, because the, the French brought it over. <laughs> the French the French brought it over once it's the... It's a genre, uh, yeah. It's once a, the it's, era of solitude ended. Right, it's definitely a genre of uh, fetishism that doesn't belong on Nintendo, if we're being honest. The family-friendly <laughs> console. Yeah, uh, some some could definitely say that. I don't think it actually ended up being released on Switch and uh, was instead released on Steam. So, uh, oh, Henry, great. I'm yeah, just interested to hear your argument as to why the Devil Phone game is worse I don't than think the game it is. about massaging ladies who are supposed to be in a pop idol what? group. Well, e- e- I mean, you can't divorce it from the context in which it was released. Like... It, there were allegations apparently nationwide in the cultural consciousness of Japan. I feel like that's worst. worst yeah, but what if the game's two. really fun? Have we played it? We haven't played either of these. I th- I'm think, but I think I need to I need to think about how I word this. No, I think. Uh, I think in the light in light of the allegations of massageurs assaulting people, I, I feel like yours is the worst game. Well, I'm happy to have it stricken from the record. Yeah. Diablo Immortals, I'd like you to take note. Maybe if you'd released a mobile game where you massage Diablo to states of ecstasy, maybe you could have been included on this list. Right. Uh, I, well, I, I just, I, I think... I think of the two issues, if we zoom out, of the two issues, predatory game or monetization practices and like mobile games for every franchise, not as big as a problem as like assault. Not as big of a problem of being like, huh, there's a string of assaults happening. Better make a horny video game about it. Right. So like if we can tie assaults to this video game and have them stricken from human consciousness we will have done more good than if we tied uh, predatory monetization practices 
and, and eliminated those. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and of course, let's not forget that uh, naming characters in a horny video game after people who didn't consent to that is pretty fucked up. Yeah, no. Um, gross. Very gross. NTR indeed. I don't know what it means. It stands for... Oh, apparently it is a mode in the video game which stands for Nice, Totally Relaxed. Mm, that's okay uh moving on to the I, w- best. I will describe my state having known that beat rifle slash massage freaks has been stricken from the public consciousness as nice totally relaxed that's great i'm gonna move on to best worst television show of 2022 um and i've got a little doozy in the chamber for this one with the huge caveat that i have not watched and or you, I also have not watched Andor. Is so, is it both of our bests? <laughs> I hope. I don't know. I was gonna say potentially at this moment we might be the only weird cultural media sort of junket on the planet that's perhaps not gonna say Andor is the best TV show. The I don't the know only what... one with at least one person who's a real slavering Star Wars freak. Yeah. I just didn't get around to watching it. I, it's completely on me. Uh, we watched a lot of things this year, a lot of a lot of streaming things, um, and uh, a lot of episodes of The Rookie. No judgment. Uh, but what I landed on was the only show that I watched through twice this year because mm. it was so gosh darn good. I enjoyed it so much watching it by myself, and it came up. And conversation and 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 rings of friends around my wife Jamie so often that she demanded I watch it again with her so she too could have seen it. My best TV show for 2022 is Apple TV Plus's I don't know what it's called, uh, Severance. Ah, Severance, another show that everyone tells me to watch and I have not. Uh. W- no spoilers, because why would I spoil this? But Severance is just a perfect marriage of uh, just cinematography, acting, writing, lighting, atmosphere, uh, to tell a, a cool, winding mystery. That's kind of not something we see too often today, unless they're like a lost clone. And this is the furthest thing. A lost like. A lost like. Thank you. Uh, this is like kind of the furthest thing from a lost like there is, because it seems, unlike Lost, to, there there seems to be some meat behind these mysteries that they're putting in front of us. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Severance. As I said, I watched it twice, and that is why I'm nominating it for the best TV show of 2022, with the caveat that I have not watched Andor. So to uh, to compare it to Lost, not just smoke, but meat. <laughs> smoking meat <laughs> there's some meat in that smoke sounds like a b-52s line <laughs> i um it's uh, it's entirely possible now henry you and i diverge on this pretty starkly good finally it's, finally we disagree i Let's fight okay so i this is uh anyone who knows me in real life will know that this is kind of a a someone's career is kind of a pet project of mine over the last X number of years, trying to get people to truly appreciate this person. 
And I think with the release of the second season of their show, that public consciousness is finally starting to catch up. That The White Lotus is the best show on television. Yeah, okay. The White Lotus season two takes everything that was good about the white Lotus season one, which is so the thing about everything Mike white makes, who's the creator of the white Lotus is that he loves people. He has like a pathological love of people. And I think that anyone who loves reading or writing should really engage with Mike white's work. Cause nobody writes people like he does. If you're willing to have an open mind, Mike White writes the best people. It's insane. Can can, can I jump in? Yes. To also defend your choice, uh, please. Uh, the White Lotus is fantastic. It, it is phenomenal. It, it's a genre that I've never seen before. It's a who done it without the detective. In each season of the White Lotus, you are clued into a very vital detail uh without kind of spoiling it someone has died but you don't know who or who killed them yeah Uh, you see the you see the penultimate thing of every season and the penultimate thing in both seasons has been a death yes and then like all good whodunits you get put on a boat or a train or what have you and you get to meet an entire cast of eclectic characters, each with their own problems and their own dealings. And you get so absorbed with their lives and their their complications that keep escalating that you forget for a moment that someone has died. I, I mean, think that I think in, that in might... both seasons around episode five, you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot that this culminates with someone dying. And, and, you know, there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek with the writing. There are characters who frequently say, I could drop dead at any moment and things like that that egg you along. But you you kind of realize that the thing that got you hooked in the first place isn't what matters. It's these characters that are just so rich and lifelike and so fun to watch do the things they do. Uh, it is a phenomenal show. I'm in the middle of season two myself. Um, but I disagree. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand. I just to speak to the White Lotus's characters, it's impossible to overstate how these characters are written. And especially in, in the second season, there's actually a um a symbolic device used pretty heavy-handedly actually i won't get into it too much but essentially it's very easy to view these characters from like a moralistic lens in both seasons and the show almost dares you to do that but the second you start doing that you realize how every one of these characters is too complicated to reduce down to being like irredeemable or good or sassy like none of these characters are a single thing. All of these characters are hundreds of things. And I think that Mike White's love of people comes from watching thousands of hours of reality TV. He's been on The Amazing Race like three times. He's been on Survivor. Uh, It's an incredible show. I have not seen Severance, and you have not finished The White Lotus. (laughs) Right. 
just to jump in again in defense of the White Lotus, uh, one I'm disagreeing with, the use of the scoring of the show is fantastic because uh, there's oh, especially this, season two. There's this light motif that is used, this animalistic ooing that creeps into the show at just the most perfect of moments. And it's usually tied to like a character maybe finding something they shouldn't have found or doing something they shouldn't do uh, as like a weird reminder that beneath all the veneer of humanhood that we carry with ourselves, all the pride we carry at our basis levels, we are just little animals bumping into things. It's fantastic. I love I love the soundtrack of a TV show, which is not something I say often. I mean, TV shows very rarely efficiently use a leitmotif, and the leitmotif in The White Lotus is the accelerator. It's chaos. Yeah. When the leitmotif kicks in, things are getting more complicated, more chaotic. As the episodes go on, the leitmotif gets louder, faster, more chaotic, and it reaches this, like, fever pitch. It's incredible. Uh, we, we've often talked about uh, intros to TV shows that we never skip, uh, Peacemaker being, of course, the definitive one. Uh, but I cannot skip the intro to The White Lotus season two. It is a banger. It is a fucking bop. Oh, man, listen to the extended edition. Don't listen to the actually don't listen to the extended edition on Spotify because it has spoilers in it. Amazingly, <laughs> that's Okay, I won't listen until I'm done with the season. Uh, yeah. But yes, once you've watched the season, listen to the extended cut of the intro and listen to it on repeat while you clean the house. It's the best. All that being said, Severance is great because it's about the common American workplace uh, and the weird deification that successful men sort of find themselves in, whether they want to or not. It's got a great, robust cast. Adam Smith, the Invisible Hand, is in it. Adam Scott? Adam Smith, author of the Invisible Hand. Laissez-faire? Huh? Um, How do we come to terms with these two really great TV shows? This is tough, because I was really banking on you having finished White Lotus and agreeing with me. I have not finished season two. I... Mm. I think today is Tuesday, so that means I have two episodes left. Okay. Well, you go watch those real quick, and then you can come back. No. Damn it. Um, Have we ever... Is it a tie? If I I had... What happens in the case of a tie? They both live on. Has this ever happened before? Actually, I think that it has maybe multiple times. Yeah, I'm just... At the end of 2022... I'm feeling more benevolent than ever. Haven't we <laughs> lost enough? <laughs> Haven't we lost enough? Um, yeah, I think I think I think they both move on. Cause look, we're living in a golden age of television. Oh, I've got first. a I've got perfect solution. What? They both continue because I need to watch Severance and you need to finish White Lotus. Right. They will continue until we both watch them and then we'll just decide off air which one disappears and you'll never know what happens. You'll never know. And and out the window of this conversation, kind of peeping in through the darkness is Andor. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Andor gets to stay. Andor was never even considered to be We have no idea if it's good or bad. We we just don't know. We just don't know. We just don't know. And you know what? (laughs) We'll fucking never know. I'm going to watch it. Okay. I promise. I'll watch it. 
Oh my god, there's so much goddamn so things much to goddamn watch. TV to watch. Oh. I gotta watch Severance now. You gotta watch Severance, I gotta finish White Lotus. This is just too much on my plate. It's too much, someone, so we should get rid of one. Someone, no, we can't. It's a shame. <laughs> no, I mean, we should get rid of another TV show, so there's fewer oh, of them. Oh, yes, okay, thank you. Yes, finally an opportunity to get rid of this TV show. I've been trying to convince people that it's not good. And it's hard to convince people that it's not good because it's on HB fucking O. So everything on HBO is good and worth saving. I have no good words for this show. It came from a true crime event, a documentary on Netflix. An actual person died and everyone's like, oh, I don't know how it happened. The fucking husband did it. It's the staircase. That's the worst show of 2022. I mean, the net, the, the staircase, wait. Is it a documentary or is it like a dramatization? It's a dramatization and it's on HBO. Oh, come on. An owl did it. It's a, Colin Firth is in it. I, uh, wow. Crazy. Uh, I thought the staircase. No, I'm thinking of the jinx. The staircase was okay, but I, I think probably the husband did it to be honest with you. But I honestly look, I am not a fucking detective, but it doesn't take much to find out that a man who has had multiple partners die via staircase, maybe he did it. I am I am I insane? Uh, you are, you are not insane. I have not seen the dramatization of the staircase. Neither have I. I'm nominating <laughs> it on merit. All right, I am nominating something on fact. Okay, please tell me. My worst TV show of 2022. I actually struggled with this. This was the hardest one for me to write because I didn't want to admit it. Oh, no. You watched Love Actually. That's a movie. I guess I'll say it, and then I'll explain why it was difficult. Andor. My worst TV show, 2022, despite its first episode coming out on December 30th of 2021... <sighs> Uh, the is majority, the book yeah. of Boba Fett. <laughs> I, this was really hard for me because you know I love Star Wars and the only thing I love more than Star Wars is hating people who proclaim to love Star Wars and use it as a vehicle for hate. Are we, yeah, are we far enough away from it for me to say what I've been wanting to say about this show for like a year? Sure. It is really telling if the best episode of your show is, is an just, episode of another show. It's just an episode of another show. <laughs> they decided, oh, we're going to buoy this by putting an episode of a better show in here. Listen, it's, it's, it's the reverse backdoor pilot. It, it's a front door <laughs> continuation of it's a different show. Really frustrating because... A lot of the worst kind of people who love Star Wars hated the book of Boba Fett. And they hated it for silly reasons, like, ah, oh, why is this thing colorful or whatever? Uh, but I think, let me just tell you, the book of Boba Fett was such a fucking drip that it turned me, me, off of Star Wars for seven months. Yeah. I didn't consume any Star yeah. Wars media. I didn't play and this is I know this is hard for you to hear. I didn't engage with the Star Wars franchise because the book of Boba Fett had so thoroughly convinced me 
that we had dug ourselves a hole when it came to the speed of content delivery for things in this intellectual property that we were never going to get out of, that we were just in, a, in an endless, soulless conveyor belt of just cut-rate, bad Star Wars things. And it's not even that the Book of Boba Fett had like bad performances in it. It was just sloppily produced, badly written, totally unenjoyable for me to watch other than that one episode of the Mandalorian that's in it. That's okay. I like, I mean, honestly, I I think that one episode of the Mandalorian that's nestled in between the book of Bo- Boba Fett that showed me, I really like the Mandalorian. I love the Mandalorian. Yeah. The Mandalorian's a great show. Season it's one good. is almost untouchable, but it made me not watch the new Obi-Wan. Probably never will. Probably never going to watch Andor. And I've just started to rehabilitate my relationship with Star Wars. I'm watching the Clone Wars again. I'm reading Kieran Gillen's Darth Vader comics. I okay. We're I healing, w- but the Book of Boba Fett dealt a massive blow to our relationship. I the watch- Book of Boba Fett was Star Wars cheating on me. Oh, no. I'm going to watch Andor. And if it lives up to the hype, I I will tell you. It's, I will, if you tell me it is worth it, I'll watch it. But yeah. I'm not kidding. The book of Boba Fett soured me on Star Wars so much that no shit, 20 plus people in my life telling me that Andor is good has not moved the needle towards me watching it. Uh, if you tell me, I I will watch it because... I will say, um, skip Obi-Wan. I mean, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch that. It it takes it takes everyone I know and love telling me Andor is good for me to even consider watching it. No one said shit about Obi-Wan. Yeah, we all kind of just pretend it didn't exist. It's just... I'm Book tired. Of, Book of Boba Fett exhausted me. It, it yeah. almost ruined one of my favorite franchises for me. It is my worst TV show of 2022. Yikes. All right. Okay. The people who didn't um, like it for the bad reasons are wrong, though. I have to say yeah. that. It's not the Mod Squad. It's not the colorful gang of ba- of, of teens. That's the it's, most George Lucas thing that happens in that whole fucking yeah. series. It's not the Mod Squad. It's not them. It's not too colorful. It's just... It, it's Black te- Chrysanthemum is in it. Black Chrysanthemum rules, and they did a bad job with Black Chrysanthemum. They did a bad job of a lot of things. How do you fuck up Black Chrysanthemum? He's great. I'm also just really tired of the, here's a narrative that clearly happened in the past, juxtaposed. That's the wrong way to say that word. Juxtaposed. <laughs> Juxtaposed? That's the word I want to say. Uh, yeah, I, just stop showing me things from the past at the same time you're showing me things at the future. I know it makes it sexy on paper. It's just boring in practice when the thing in the past is just happening chronologically and the thing in the future is happening chronologically. Like, they're not thematically tied together. It, it just You're just telling two stories at the same time. Yep. If you're not gonna tie it together thematically, if you're not gonna do, it's not a great example. If you're not gonna pull a Stephen King's It the book, then just don't do it. 
Yeah, and by that I mean uh, sewer orgy. Uh, it's no, not I, an orgy; it's a train. I, 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 yes, it's gross, and we're not talking about that. But yes, no. who, who wins? What's the worst TV show between whatever the fuck you okay. said and this thing that I just yelled about for an hour? Right. Well, here, here's the thing. Your TV show, your candidate has damaged your relationship with a franchise you really like. I have no love for the franchise of... <laughs> oh, you stu- haven't even been able to watch the documentaries. You, you no, can't wait, even on, go hold up on, a John, staircase. Pause, pause yourself right now. Uh-huh. I watched the documentary. Uh-huh. I did not watch the fictionalization of the documentary. Oh, I was just saying that the the dramatization scarred you so much you can't even watch the documentary anymore. You can't even go up a staircase. It's harmed your relationship with staircases with blow pokes. You're being, yeah, blow pokes with owls. You're being super facetious to a point. I get it. You don't have to be a dick about it, though. Yours clearly wins. Okay, I'm going to kill you with a blow poke. I was ramping up to the fact that the Book of Boba Fett will forever be gone. Oh, thank God. Now I can watch Andor. Now you can finally watch Andor. And my hatred of the staircase will burn on as it should. I will be be in front of Congress telling them that they should not be making fucking dramatizations of the staircase there was a lot of bad shows this year the jeffrey dahmer one was apparently problematic i don't know i just don't like ryan murphy shows anymore yeah he I, he really lost me after glee episode two my uh my wife was watching the watcher who watches the watcher am i right <laughs> uh she was watching the watcher and i looked at it for no shit 15 seconds i was like oh is this a ryan murphy show and she was like, I think so. Why? I was like, oh, just because everything's like a medium to extreme close up and people are delivering painful, campy performances at every fucking turn. Yeah. Can't, can't stand Ryan yeah. Murphy shows anymore. Also, the story of The Watcher is fascinating, but apparently the Netflix show is abysmal. <laughs> His wife's like, oh, have sex with me. And he's like, I got to set the alarm for The Watcher. <laughs> I, I gotta let, set the alarm. I can't, alarm. The watcher. I can't let the watcher come in. He's gonna kill me with the blowpoke. That uh, uh, thank God Boba Fett's gone. Thus ends the prepared part of the night. The part that somehow usually lasts the longest. And, well, it's because we prepared. We were yes, ready. True. Now we have seven categories randomly generated by a number generator. Uh, that we will try to uh, soldier through as as equality as possible and 10 of these are generated by chat gpt our friend in the machine right so we've got things that this list ranges from best worst song mm-hmm. to best worst headline to best worst use of a virtual reality headset to escape a boring situation oh very good all right, so I am picking a number between 1 and 74. We have 74 uh, categories on our list, and they're in an order that, I don't know, is fine. Why I don't know why I'm stalling. Tell me to click a button. Click a button. Uh, do you want to do, like, onomatopoeia sound effects, or do we just go? Onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. 
69. It's the number. One goes up and one goes down. The number. Whoa. The number of the beast. (laughs) Best worst Christmas (laughs) slash holiday song. Best of 2022 or in general. Uh, So I, how I'm going to (laughs) say. I don't know. Let's do in general. I feel like it's more fun to do in general. Yeah, I don't know any new songs that came out in 2022. I'm sure that... Uh, I'm sure they exist. <laughs> I'm sure... <laughs> why did my why did my brain go there? I don't want to say it. I, I think you kind of I don't want to say it, but I have to. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that Pussy Loving Man, Harry Styles, put out one this year. Uh, but I don't know what it is. Why were you so <laughs> hesitant to describe the man? <laughs> That's just what he is. Uh, anyway, All he right, was in Mr. Worst. Policeman oh. or he, whatever. He was in Don't Worry Darling. Two of what I saw most common for worst movies of 2022. On a quick Google search, Harry Styles, burning it up. Oh, I that movie didn't come up on my list. I didn't consider it the worst. I thought it was okay. But you and I disagree on this. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't like it, but it wasn't the worst. It was Worst Christmas. Best Christmas song. Best Christmas song. Now, there are a lot of things to choose from. Yes. So many things to choose from. Uh, I can go first if you'd like. Oh, you've got one off the cuff. Let's do it. Uh, ever since, and, and you might have been the one to uh, tip me off to this, and actually the, the internet on the whole is starting to uh, make this joke, so I think it's maybe reached saturation, but I just always love hearing simply having a wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> I hate that one. <laughs> you, you know why I love it? Why? Because it's clearly a group getting together to commit a satanic ritual, and then someone opens a door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moon moon, is up. The moon is up. The knife is hot. (laughs) The sacrifice is willing. (laughs) Having a wonderful Christmas time. It it just tickles me every time. Yeah, okay. I hate that song, but... (laughs) I mean, I don't like listening to it as a song. I'm going to nominate a song that's apparently a bit of a meme. I had no idea this was a thing until very recently. Have you ever heard of Whamageddon? Oh, yes. It's uh, that one Wham song. It's like playing the game. If you hear uh, that Wham song, whatever it is, you lose. Yeah, well, Wham are getting out of here, because I think Last Christmas by Wham is actually, like, the most boppin' Christmas song of all time. You know, Wham doesn't get the credit they deserve. Uh, I actually like a Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go classic. Classic, classic. And Last Christmas, man, it's all over the place, because, you know, Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, and the very next day, you gave it away. Uh, so this year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Oh, Club Tropicana, everything she wants. Wham had some bangers. Uh, I'm actually willing to agree with you because I do not like listening to Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time oh. as a song. I oh do enjoy gosh. listening to Last Christmas as a song. Oh my gosh, John. John, you shouldn't have. Oh, you're... Listen. John, John, no, John... 
You gave me the greatest Christmas gift of all. <laughs> Simply having a wonderful Christmas time is gone forever. Oh, see, I always, my love language is gift giving. No, it isn't. But it is in this case. <laughs> I never have to hear those children sing their song. They practiced all year long. They practiced and all, all they year long. All they do is say ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding. <laughs> they practiced that for a Why year. Why did it take a year? Why did it take a year? <laughs> I hate those children. I feel like that song must have been written uh, thinking we need to make the most insipid Christmas song imaginable. This is fucking Paul McCartney. He wrote some of the best songs ever. This was his best effort. I mean, post Beatles, I I don't know. Live and Let Die is good. It's really good. It's really good. It's not a Christmas song. <laughs> it's, it's not. It'd be on the list if it was. Yeah. Now we get to worst Christmas songs, and I don't know what to pick. Because <laughs> the one I would put on I here gave you the, is the worst. It's already gone. Um. Let's see. Worst Christmas song. Oh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Would be offended. <laughs> Jesus Christ would be very offended. Now, people, I don't know if they have a similar hatred. Ooh, it's really tough. Ooh, do I want to change it? No, mm. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer is not an enjoyable song. And, that one's uh, pretty bad. My runner-up, Christmas Shoes, I listen to ironically and quite enjoy. I don't know that one. Uh, I'm going to nominate a little song uh, for worst. Oh, do I choose to be funny here? I'm going to choose to be funny here. Well, there's a there's a, there's a first time for everything, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got me, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I escalated. I'm sorry. Okay, for the past, I want to say three years, uh, Jamie has been trying to convince me that there's been this song forever. It's been time memorial, this song. I'm going to butcher it because I can't pronounce it. Mecca Licky 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 High? Oh, me- yeah. I don't know how to spell it. Melalucky. Malakaliki Maka is a wise way or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, this song presents a number of possibilities to me. One, I somehow made it to age... It's Hawaii's way. It's Hawaii's name. Yeah, okay. I somehow made it to age 30 without ever hearing that song in my entire goddamn life, and now it's all over the place. That's one possibility. Two... It is more evidence that I am a slider from the sci-fi series Sliders, and I jump from universe to universe without meaning. Or three, my wife is the greatest pranker who ever existed because she has somehow put this song in everything we have experienced in the past three years. Okay. So either she's all-powerful, I'm a slider, or this song somehow just existed with me never hearing it. Okay. Uh, I, I've heard this song many, many times. I know, but you also know my wife, so I can't trust you. Oh yeah, she did pay me $15 to say that. <laughs> it's always a really embarrassingly low amount. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I had to uh, negotiate her up. 
She was like, I'll She's give like, you $10 to gaslight my husband until his yeah. dying day. No, it's crazy because we just recently watched, I want to say Home Alone. Is it in Home Alone? No idea. We watched, We just watched a Christmas movie that's been out for several years. It was Home Alone because we. I, I remember now. We started watching Home Alone. Uh, we got halfway through and she fell asleep. So then we, we continued it the next night. And in the second half of Home Alone is the song Mekalikaliki Maki Hi is a thing to say or whatever. That song was in the second half. And I was like, oh, I get it now. You had to pause it. We had to pause so you could call up Disney Plus to insert it into the movie. Because I had watched Home Alone as a child. I've never remember hearing that song. Hasn't Melakalikimaka been a thing since like the 40s? Yeah, that's what she, that's her line, you know, so I get it. Look, you're well trained. You're you're really memorized on I your facts. I know it's definitely in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which we you also the, saw recently. We also saw that recently. Oh, no, it's in every Christmas. It's in every Christmas movie. Look, she's okay. I get it. She's an all-powerful trickster. I I do have some news for you, though. What? I was paid two dollars and fifty cents to ensure that it cannot be stricken from the public consciousness, so that she can continue to gaslight you until your dying day. All right, then. Then uh, to honor your agreement with my wife, Grandma got over by a reindeer is the worst song. Yes. Fuck that song. Fuck that song. So it gets stricken from the record. I apologize for all the mouse clicks I'm doing. I could just use the trackpad. Don't know I, why I'm I doing I mean, that. you know, do what you want. I don't know. I don't oh, know if people. Bad. I don't know if people hate it or not. Uh, and Malikaliki Meki Maki. God, that's so offensive. I'm so sorry. Uh, continues on. Forever, just according to Keikaku. Keikaku means plan. For those who don't know. Yes, it means plan in Japanese. It does. And just like in Japanese, I'm about to hit a button. Here we go. Onomatopoeia! Number 27. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, it's the number it's 27. The number. It's like Marshawn Lynch's number, but wait, was he 24 or was he 42? I have no idea. That's how old you are when you stop being innocent. 27? No, 24. Oh, is 27 the club where all the famous musicians die? Yeah, they all go to that club to die. Mm. Number 27 is the best worst internet video of 2022. Ooh, best worst internet video of 2022. Uh, have I watched an internet video in 2022? I mean, we watch all these TikToks. Uh, do those count? That counts as an internet video. Give me an hour. I need to watch all of the TikToks I've watched. Hold on. Let me just go to my For You page. Let's see. Borderline pornography. Borderline pornography. Conspiracy theory. Borderline pornography. Conspiracy theory. Just a still frame of Baron Trump. Well, nothing on there was very good. Your For You page is very uh, weird, buddy. No, I think it's normal. It's normal? Yeah, it's normal for what I like. <laughs> so I have the benefit of having joined TikTok like this year. So all of these are fair game, I guess. Um, are any of these 
best worthy? I don't... You know what? I'm going to say best internet video. It's not from 2022. But I'm going to say it's that cat that sounds like it has a southern accent. And it's like, well, hi! Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's my best. Oh, dang. You you did yours really quick. You did yours so quick. I... I... uh, uh, All right. Okay. Uh, best best video of 2022. Uh, I gotta wait for it to loop. Uh, no, no, I don't. I can just back out. All right, the audio goes something like this. Are you afraid of the monster in your closet? I'm afraid of intimacy, the passage of time, and bees. That's, that's pretty the, good. That's the best video. It's pretty good. I tried. No, I think you did a great job. So Southern Cat wins. Uh, a southern cat i gotta write these down versus bees i feel like we got this one last year and it was also uh similarly intractable uh they all they can all be winners folks uh bees wins but, though uh southern cat wins i guess southern cat's more relatable fine southern cat wins southern cat wins hell yeah i'll delete it from my tiktok that was my voice no it was your personal tiktok all right big shot what's the worst (laughs) internet video you 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 dingus um let's see worst internet video of 2022 are you just typing that in (laughs) no oh my youtube recommends are actually gonna be pretty fucked let's see what's the most disliked video Baby Shark Dance is up here, but that's from 2016. Okay, here we go. Worst video of 2022 uploaded just four days ago. The audio goes a little something. Hold on. Hold on. The audio goes a little something like this. And in the sight of the people. And Moses said, So we have a Pharaoh who did not know Joseph, but loved Joseph. And now what do we have? Uh, an, another Jew who the Egyptians adore. Mm-hmm. What? It's just ironic. Right, right. Joseph and now Moses. That, that language is used of Joseph as well, isn't it? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> that is a, it is a uh, debate on Pharaoh's free will and punishment around table with Jordan Peterson and a bunch of crackpots. Oh, why? Why what? Why? You know who Jordan Peterson is? That guy who sounds yeah. like Kermit, who's terrible? Yeah, alright, so I guess my... I thought my YouTube recommends wouldn't be as fucked if I looked up Jordan Peterson versus Ben Shapiro. Oh, that's fun. Uh, worst video is the video of Kanye saying Hitler. <laughs> oh, yeah, that wins. That wins. You win. He likes Hitler. That's the I, worst I, video. I can't, I can't fight that one. Uh, so Jordan Peterson. I can't, I can't fight that Bullshit one. versus just, I'm just going to write the word Kanye. <laughs> Kanye Hitler. Oh, Kanye. Okay, Kanye Hitler. Don't <laughs> sue, please. It's in context. <laughs> Uh, Conley, Kanye Hitler has been struck in from the record. God, wow. How, yeah, so how? glad that's gone. 
really How? great really great and you know there's been a lot of really bad content on the internet this year how do you just say Hitler wasn't so bad? How, how do you do how that? How do you say he invented the fucking microphone? Oh my god. I just, oh man. I mean, I'm here's so... the answer. Is you're, you're horribly mentally ill and you're not really surrounded by the strongest support network. Yeah, no. 2022 has definitely been like kind of the year of find out, whereas 2021 and before was the year of fuck around. <laughs> I know I know that this was a joke but I saw this uh saw this meme on Instagram cuz I'm 80 uh that essentially said 2022 is the year humans fell off. Yeah. And yeah, uh, humans, I am, humans I am inclined off. to agree. Left and right all of the big beds are revealing that they're just idiots which is I mean honestly is that the best thing for society possibly? They're just idiots who love Hitler. I'm going to hit a button now, John. Onomatopoeia. The wickedly talented onomatopoeia. Number 12, which I believe means we are headed to the, the, the suggested this year category. That's right. Somehow we landed on a suggested. <laughs> um, purely by chance, this one was actually suggested by... Uh, first, our dear listener, first, uh, who has suggested the category Unexpected Celebrity Cameo in a Movie or Streaming Series. Unexpected Celebrity Cameo in a Movie or Streaming Series. A really good suggestion. Thank you, first. Give us an hour to contemplate this very specific category if only this was 2021 i would know exactly what i'd say hmm? in 2021 mm. uh charlie cox and spider-man oh yeah that's the best one that did come out last year it so did fuck come out you. last year yeah. i mean i know <laughs> I did get re-released as a more fun version in the summer of 2022. And <laughs> yeah, but did it didn't come extended... with a more fun daredevil. There was an extended scene with him. Unexpected celebrity cameo. Uh, let's just do a little research. Best cameo 2022. Uh, oh, just, a, just a quick little bit of research, you know. Yeah, yeah uh, let's... What do we get? What do we get? What do we get here? A lot of spoilers for TV shows I have not gotten around to see. Great, perfect, very cool, pretty fun, pretty cool, and very good. Very good. Um, what the fuck? What? What is happening? Oh no. Oh my, there's, what is, oh, I shouldn't have looked at any of this. All right, I got mine. You've got yours? Yeah. Okay, of course, I'm going to go with this year's season of Blown Away, the glass blowing competition. The best celebrity cameo was, of course, the guest evaluator being Stephen Weatherly, defensive end for the Carolina Panthers. Weatherly? That's the best one. Weatherly. Okay. Stephen Weatherly. 
On Blown Away, the glass blowing competition. That sounds pretty awesome. Does he blow glass? No, he just evaluates whether the glass is good or not. Is he trained in that regard? Absolutely not. That's amazing. I see why you picked that. That's very good. Um, did you ever get around to watching the hit series Peacemaker? Uh, no, I did not. Oh. This is awkward. Oh no, is this a spoiler? Uh, it's one of the last gags of the entire show! Oh no. Well, we can't in good conscience reveal that. If I had watched it, we could maybe talk about it in some tongue-in-cheek way. I don't know. I can find a different one. I mean, if, if you feel like you need to, or I can just trust you. Um... Oh, I got a better one. Did you watch the show She-Hulk Attorney, She-Hulk Attorney at Law? I did not. Oh, this is a bit of a spoiler, but it's a really great cameo. Because oh, is Cardi B in it? Is that what you're going to say? No, it's none other than Charlie Cox! What? Another <laughs> Attorney at Law of the Hulk? He shows up as his character daredevil and he is really great and it actually like is a highlight of the show show's really good and he stands out even more so charlie cox is my nomination for best celebrity cameo in a movie or streaming series of 2022 uh you know what i'm gonna agree with you because that gives me this this gives me what i wanted (laughs) Oh, you wanted to get rid of Mr. Stephen Weatherly, the linebacker of the Carolina Panthers? I yeah, mean, I don't, I don't word, care about so. the Carolina Panthers. Why did you nominate him? Uh, it was the only one I could think of, and also it might have been from 2021. Let's just forget about it. All right, well, you wanted Charlie Cox and Spider-Man to win, so Charlie Cox and She-Hulk are going to have to do... I hope I said all those syllables right. Um, I think you did. Uh, we're flying through this list are we we're already on number seven we can't be we are god that was number six yeah we're on number seven these go faster because we can't prepare them so we're not as like entrenched about them wait don't we have to do worst oh fuck (laughs) we we've been doing worst for these up until now right uh yeah we we have been doing worse yes we gotta do worse we're on number six john number six b worst (laughs) number six b roughly halfway through but we're gonna start ripping through this list in any i got mine in any old time i got mine you got yours for worst yeah i i just learned it but it does seem like i like the person i don't like the weird gesturing uh let's see i've never seen this show but uh apparently in the show star trek discovery i might need to bring up the article to read more Uh, okay yes in the season four finale of star trek discovery it is revealed that the president of Earth is played by none other than I like her as a politician. I this is it feels like grandstanding, but uh, Stacey Abrams from Georgia. Oh, that feels pandering. 
Right. So I, I, again, I like the person. I don't think we need to put politicians in weird cameo positions, especially when they play politicians within the things they're cameoing as. Like, I get it. You want to show support in your way with your platform. I understand. I just... I don't know. It just rings false to me. Yeah. And I think Stacey Abrams is great. I also I think... think we as a political party have some really uh, problematic fetishization of losers right now, which is not to say that not losers in a bad way, but like we can't stop obsessing over people who can't seem to win. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Stacey Abrams is great, though. I, I do genuinely like her. I but do, man, that's pandering. Done... She's done great things for the state of Georgia. Like, great thing. Great grassroots stuff. That cannot be denied. Does she deserve the casting of President of Earth as a cameo? Probably not. Almost certainly not. Once again, feels pandering. Feels pandering. But what in media isn't pandering? You know what's not pandering? Tell me, John. I'm desperate to know. Imagine. You just lived through 2021 and 2022 watching one of the messiest most cruelly orchestrated celebrity trials in history and then you tune into an event that we all watch the vmas the video music awards oh god this sounds terrible uh, and the the moon person which is apparently like a thing at the vmas it's just like an astronaut who brings the show back from break, was Johnny Depp. Oh. Apparently a visibly tired Johnny Depp. His face was projected onto the moon person, and he said things like, hey, let's get back to the fucking music. Oh. What a great message for Johnny Depp to say this year of all years. Look, no matter where you stand on whatever nonsense happened at the trial a it's none of our business that was a private relationship yeah b no one from that trial should be given work (laughs) uh no one from that trial should be given work it doesn't matter what you think about the trial unless you think that uh it's a it's a prime example of how to ruin someone's career using social media uh either by being paid to do that or not i don't know but it's uh very who, suspicious yeah. real bad who, who can say um of the two if we're canceling someone i oh this is very tricky this is very tricky i think i'm more okay with canceling johnny depp because let's face it his best work is probably behind him uh-huh. anyway uh, I think Stacey Abrams still has plenty she can do. Yeah, are you going to the... strike Stacey Abrams from history? Certainly I am not. I, I, what I'm, What I was ramping up to was she's got more work she can do, so let's, let's strike Depp instead. He's already done his opus, Pirates of the Caribbean. He's really the, the anti-Stacey Abrams. He's contributing very little of value at this point, in my opinion. Uh, I, I'm obviously okay letting him drift off into space. Uh, so that is the VMAs, Johnny Depp as a moon man, uh, that will be stricken from our cultural consciousness and Stacey Abrams as the president of earth 
is now an incepted idea in all of our brains. It's an idea. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Once we say that something is either the best or not the worst, everyone has to know about it. You have to know about it. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no way around it. And now we can move on to number seven, which, uh, John, I'm about to hit a button. Here we go. Number almost to the last of our list, number 72. Somehow we keep finding um, categories we've never done before. I think that's really great. Uh, John? Yes? Are you ready to fight? Uh, I am ready to fight. Always ready to fight. Gas station ready. Are you perhaps ready to fight in the field of mortal combat? Ba 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 ba. Yes. Who was the best and worst mortal combat fighter <laughs> of 2022 or gener- in general? We could go broader on this, I think. Was a mortal combat game released this year? <laughs> I don't know. I tried to play 11 and uh I always remember that as a bit of a um fighting game aficionado mortal Kombat is it's it's its own thing it it sucks to play it's not fun uh mortal Kombat 11 came out and it this seems to be the most recent mortal Kombat game came out in 2019 uh so i think it's only fair we pull from that roster and that roster alone okay uh so mortal Kombat 11 roster i need to learn who's on this roster I know a fair amount of um, previous Mortal Kombat's just from, you know, being alive and loving video games, but... Amazing. Oh, there's some really great, interesting Mortal Kombat fighters in this game. (laughs) Spoken like someone who's never heard of these games (laughs) or video games and is vamping for time. No, I actually have the list up in front of me. I I will say we are going to include DLC characters. Okay, so we're going to include fucking uh, Jason and Flo from Progressive. (laughs) Look, if Flo from Progressive was a DLC character, she would definitely be on my list. I think, however... (laughs) She's like, you'll love these deals, and then she kicks your balls (laughs) off. I mean, look, we don't need to go straight from my, like, private fantasy journals or anything. But, uh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I think the best Mortal Kombat fighter is... I know a lot of these characters from the movie. So so that's gonna say a lot. Uh Uh-huh. Look... Of all the fighters, we got literal lightning gods and embodiments right. of of like fire and ninjas. And who is mixed up in all this but just a lowly little actor trying to get his next big part? Mm-hmm. Johnny Cage. Ah, uh, yes, Johnny Cage. You hitting me? You <laughs> me hitting you? You hitting the floor? Yeah. Johnny Cage is the best Mortal Kombat fighter of this or any other year from just the mere fact that he is just, um, I, I, I have no idea about the lore, a mortal fighting amongst literal ninja gods. 
Yeah, that's that's relatively that's relatively true. I I have no idea. Yeah, he's he's just a Hollywood star and he's taken to Underworld or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah, so Johnny Cage is my nomination. I want to hear you actually play this game. I played this game. Every You've... few I I really like fighting games, particularly like technical Japanese style fighting games, you know, your Guilty Gears, your Street Fighters. And every few years I'm like, I'm going to get into Mortal Kombat. And I'm like, no. Uh, but I played a little Mortal Kombat 11 and I do have a best Mortal Kombat fighter for you. Oh, I am ready to receive your mortal blows upon my combat vestige. Uh, so I'll, I'll go ahead and just read the... Um... Just just read a little bit of uh I'm trying to find the lore about this character. Wow, surprisingly difficult. So the lore of my best Mortal Kombat fighter of 2022 goes as follows. The self-styled clown prince of crime has oh my no God. superpowers. <laughs> Beyond a capacity for incredible violence and a skill at creating deadly mayhem. He frequently concocts elaborate schemes to entrap his arch nemesis, Batman. Unpredictable, violent, and incredibly dangerous. The Joker is chaos personified. He's killed a ramen, crippled Batgirl, and tortured and murdered countless people throughout the DC universe. Come He's on. the latest combatant to join in the Mortal Kombat. Kano. It's the Joker. The Joker as the best Mortal Kombat fighter? The best. He's the Listen, the Joker just keeps winning, cannot lose. I and, saw uh, him on the list. I was saving him for later, but apparently You were saving I, him for worst? I was. Listen, you can't get better than the Joker in Mortal Kombat 11. He's voiced by the most iconic Joker voice actor. Joaquin Phoenix. Richard Epcar. <laughs> Who's Richard Epcar? I have no idea. But he's em he's emulating the Mark Hamill Joker? I, I don't know. He's the Joker and whoever you said wins. I get it. I get it. I, every chance you have to eliminate the Joker from human consciousness, you will take... I cannot be the first one to tell you that the Joker does not and will not die. No, I have to kill him. I get it. I will accept this victory, Johnny Cage, being the best Mortal Kombat fighter uh, in existence. I'm sure there are dozens of communities writing hate mail right now. And I'll just have you know, I do not care. No. Uh, but now we got to pick a worst uh, Mortal Kombat fighter, and you just already eliminated the Joker for me, so. A worst Mortal Kombat fighter? I already got mine. I got I, mine. I fought, I fought against him. He sucks. I I'm, I just fuck him. Um, I have He's... mine. My, my reasoning is very uh, thin. My reasoning is very thin. Thin as a sheet of ice, John. Because the reason 
uh, the reason why this guy sucks, this stupid ninja sucks, is because he just freezes you in place and hits you. It's just, it's stupid. It's not fair. It's infuriating. Sub-Zero is the worst Mortal Kombat fighter because he's fucking cheap. Uh, absolutely fucking not. You cannot put Scorpion or Sub-Zero in the worst. The worst is, in fact, Nightwolf, an offensive Native American stereotype. All right. You went, uh... <laughs> Not to borrow the language of the people I do not wish to emulate, woke with it. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say, I went woke with it to defend my boy, Sub-Zero. You remember when we sat in the backyard and watched that Mortal Kombat movie? Disgusting. The movie is disgusting? I mean, it's just, it's got really good gore in it, but the uh, the crowd in attendance, not huge fans. <laughs> not huge fans of intestines spilling out all over the place. How did we go all of 2022 without a, a backyard movie experience? Our backyard became mud. Oh. Yeah, the most recent, it's bad out there. We, we gotta get a house. And then we'll have people over. No worries. Didn't mean to put you on the spot. Uh, for the sake of, you said a line just now, uh, you said words, we're not actors. You can't put Sub-Zero or Scorpion in the, in the worst. I need to hear more about that. I mean, you can't put the two most iconic characters who are just palette swaps of each other, because Mortal Kombat is a great and artistically rich franchise. You can't... You, you just can't get rid of one of the two greats. It's like Sub-Zero, Scorpion, and then like Raiden, Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, and then, I don't know, Kano and the rest. They're the most iconic Mortal Kombat characters. All right, so you've got a legacy defense going on for... for and not... when was Nightwolf introduced? Mortal Kombat 3? Come on. I mean, I, I I've never heard of him. Does that, Sector? Does, that, does that give you a hint? Nightwolf? He debuted. debuted. <laughs> he debuted. He debuted in Mortal Kombat 3, <laughs> Chef. Oh no. The Cajun person who loves Mortal Kombat. He debuted in Mortal Kombat 3 as a Native American shaman selected to help defend Earthrealm against invading forces from Outworld. I mean, uses a tomahawk. <laughs> uses a tomahawk, not a stereotype. I will say, looks like he's been played by uh, somebody named Lightfoot, and then somebody named Zen Todd. Okay, I mean, you you can't you you can't you can't fight against Zen Todd. I will give you that American native. Wait, let's flip those. Native American stereotypes are bad. I actually, well, it's tough. It looks like they've redeemed him a little bit. So in Mortal Kombat 11, it looks like they've tried to fix a lot of this and like properly attribute things. Isn't, isn't growth, shouldn't growth be rewarded? Whereas... You know, I actually see that argument. Sub-Zero has not grown. Nightwolf he, yeah. has grown. You're making the argument for me. Uh, Sub-Zero sucks, and Nightwolf has grown. <laughs> Listen, Sub-Zero sucks, Nightwolf grown, Sub-Zero gone forever. Gone. And you know, Reptile finally gets to take his place. 
is one of the most uh, reptile and smoke. So now it's scorpion, reptile, smoke. Yes, these are the most beloved characters, along with Johnny Cage, the best of them. Yeah, Johnny Cage, whatever. Is that who won best? It is. Okay. Are you sad now? No, the Joker... The Joker's gone. That's good. Uh, other candidates... No, he'll never be gone. But other candidates include Robocop, Spawn, Terminator T-800, and Rambo. <laughs> I really wanted Rambo in there somewhere. Amazing. But then I was going to go on my usual Rambo rant, and we don't have time for that. I really like that the Mortal Kombat series has expanded themselves just to include every 80s action character. That's really progressive of them. Yeah, they're really nailing their demographic, which is men in their mid to late 30s and early 40s. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's Button. You don't see Zendaya in there. Oh, no, you but we Zendaya should. In, you don't see... <laughs> Give me Zend just Zendaya. Not a character she's played. Just her in Mortal Kombat 12. Uh, her uh, her fatality is she tears apart people's rib cages and cuts their heart into slices. You don't need to rip pages out of my personal journal, John. <laughs> oh no, I'm just saying you 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 don't see the cast of Euphoria. Though that'd be fun, like an ice climber situation, like they all yeah. take turns fighting. That'd be fun. Yeah, they yeah they're connected by a tether. It's Zendaya and. I'm just going to say Sydney Sweeney Sweeney. Oh yeah. man. I'm whistling all, all over. That's they're connected by a tether of research yeah. chemicals. I don't know anything about the show. Uh, neither do I. I'm just saying you don't see, it. you don't see anything cool in mortal Kombat. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I'm just going to agree to agree. And John, it's time for a button push. It's time for an, ah, uh, nah, Ma, na, pi, ya. This is number eight, right? It is number eight, and I feel so much better now that we took that break. Ba -ba -da -ba -ba. 44. And you sound so much worse. 44, 11 times 4, 4 I times 11. Worse. I hate you. 2 44. times 22. The best worst comedian of 2022. Okay, best worst okay i've got uh well i don't have best do not have best but boy you does he what? have a worst i've got a best and boy do i have a worst uh comedians what I'm trying to think of comedian news from this year is our comedian like people who have had specials or people who do the art of comedy either one okay so yeah, so technically this category ranges from everyone from Bill Maher to, uh, what's a comedian that puts out, com Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, the Catholic crowd. Well, I was saying like a, a person who's had a special once every five years to a person who puts out a special like every freaking year. Yeah. Without, a, without missing a beat. So people who have had specials but are have dedicated their lives to comedy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say best comedian every year is Conan O'Brien because he's never done anything scandalous and he's always dedicated to comedy. I don't know if I need more reasons than that. 
Okay, I'm actually about to tear you the fuck apart. Here I'm we go. I'm here for it. <laughs> the best comedian of 2022 and the best comedian potentially forever is one Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, Paul F. Tompkins. What a dear. There is no, I don't think, there is any harder working comedian who does not get given the time of day is cast as an extra in sketch shows. Amazing. But is so good in everything and so funny and has basically propped up the entire comedy podcast industry which actually i'd argue that uh conan o'brien is killing the comedy podcast oh i i want to know your reason well it's very tough because his podcast is meteorically successful right Yes, it rises like a something that's mediocre. Uh, and uh, Conan O'Brien kind of started this new... Obviously, like, if you were famous, you could have a podcast. Like, if you're Obama and Bruce Springsteen, you can talk about nothing and, you know, people download 200 million times. Yeah, the Dan Harmon effect. <laughs> but Conan O'Brien kind of ushered in this era of very famous comedians realizing they could quit their day jobs and start podcasts. And now, like... Dana Carvey and David Cross have a show and a bunch of other people have these shows that are, and in some cases, I'm not going to name names, but some of them are like fully derivative of existing YouTube channels or even other semi-successful podcasts. And the argument is being made that like these people swooping into the podcast space are actually taking advertising dollars away from smaller podcasts like us i mean we're never gonna get advertising dollars but like it's getting it's getting harder like mid-roll media from my understanding is finding it harder to like place people with smaller comedy podcasts and like everything is gravitating towards these much much bigger podcasts and are it's being kind of a drain on a thing that i've loved for god 15 years (laughs) Yeah, no, the comedy section of a podcast used to be like the wasteland of us and a bunch of other people. And now it's like it, us it's, and a bunch of good people who've been doing a podcast since 2003. Yeah, and now it's dominated by celebrities, which, like everything else they do, uh, wherever they go, there are thousands of people. Yeah. And they, they're, they're, they're bringing more people to the medium, which I think is great. From my understanding, it's creating some downstream business complications for people who do the old comedy podcast stuff. So I don't know that I, in good conscience, could say that of Conan O'Brien, even though I do like him as a person. He's never done anything scandalous, and I think he's a good guy. Like it's not one, his fault. One of the few good people who has been doing comedy as long as he has yeah Uh, it could just be weird timing i don't want to put that blame completely on him um but putting the two up against each other i would the world needs more paul f Tompkins. i mean the world barely knows paul f Tompkins exists as it is so we should do the opposite of the easy thing and rise him to the meteoric level of being in the cultural consciousness forever Yes, he is there forever, and Conan O'Brien, unfortunately, sentenced to perdition, hung on the Tree of Woe. Not his first time, actually. Uh, Yeah, he's come back from this before. He's come back from it before, and I dare him 
to come back from it again. (laughs) (laughs) This, you know what? This is a challenge, Conan O'Brien. If you come crawling out of this pit as you've crawled out of pits in the past, you've earned it. Yeah. Only then will you have earned John's love. And uh, I've been holding, I've I've been holding my love for you, Conan, uh, over your head like the sword of Damocles for far too long. Earn my love, Conan. Crawl out of that pit. I, like Hayashi Mishima, have cast you into the ravine, and you must fight to. It's Tekken. I'm talking about Tekken. Oh, the lore, um, the lore of Tekken. Wait, I know this one. Hold on, uh, Tekken. That's uh. Jin Mishima. Um, the devil guy. King? Uh, he's in Super Smash Bros. now. Who? He wears a suit. What? He turns into a devil? No idea what you're talking about. He's in Tekken. I'm, I'm sure he's in Tekken, but if he's in a Tekken after Tekken 4, I don't know him. Tekken guy and Smash. Super Smash Tekken. Where... Oh, his name is Kazuya Mishima. Oh yeah, Kazuya Mishima. That is the son of Hayashi Mishima. He turns into a demon? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he does turn... He, he's been known to turn into a demon. Yeah. How do we start talking about this? Uh... I, you know what? Bye, Conan. Worst comedian of 2022. Worst comedian of 2022. I've got my answer with a goddamn bullet. I've got an answer, too. I'm sure this won't be controversial if I just go ahead and say the worst comedian of 2022 is Dave Chappelle. Yes, that is, uh, I was thinking that. Yeah. You got one worse? You got one worse? Because please, we've please. we've defined it as someone who dedicates their art to the life their life to the art of comedy, right? Sure, yeah. Lay my it on worst me. my worst comedian of twenty twenty two is of course Elon Musk. <laughs> he is he is he is someone who He's in, a clown. in two ways He's a clown. has dedicated his life to comedy. Number one, he everything he does is funny in a way that he doesn't intend. But also I think he's someone who has wanted probably forever to be known as being funny and witty and interesting. And uh, that insecurity seeps out of his every pore at every waking moment. Absolutely. Yes. He is endlessly funny, but not for the reasons he wants. Uh, No, I, I have a saved article. We didn't have time in the year to discuss it. Um, but a, a saved event that happened. Um, Twitter has this capability of, of of people can hold these spaces where they they can have like these chats. And Elon Musk popped into a Twitter Spaces chat with a bunch of journalists. He was called out by journalist Drew Harrell, who he then banned. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> for lying about posting links to his private information, then he just left. The chat after banning that guy and we have the exchange they have the audio it's very funny elon musk is a joke that keeps on being funny because at every turn it's just the most embarrassing thing you can imagine a billionaire doing it's the most embarrassing it's funny because his insecurity is so 
palpable. He buys a website for $44 billion, right? Runs it into the ground, completely mismanages it, makes a poll saying, <laughs> should I keep running Twitter? I will abide by the results of the poll for democracy. A strong majority says, no, <laughs> you should leave. He then goes on to tweet that, and I quote, those who have power are the least deserving of it after buying the website. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And then announces further on that only people who buy Twitter blue are going to be able to vote in subsequent polls thereafter. Which is like freedom of speech. Great. Only costs $8 a month. I'm just saying it's it's uh, truly amazing that uh, Dave Chappelle, the second worst comedian of 2022, brought the worst one on, was yeah. booed by, <laughs> what, 16,000 people? Yes. And then said, I think it was 90% cheers, 10% boos. In a real, they weren't booing, they were chanting boo earns move. Boo earns. Amazing. Boo earns. Amazing. Everything Elon Musk touches turns into comedic moments against him. We're not laughing with you. We're laughing at you. And that makes you, Elon Musk, the worst comedian. And then he is stricken from forever. Thank yep. God. Yep. And Dave Chappelle. Uh, oh, I, that's, well, that's a bummer. Yeah, well, maybe he'll learn. I don't know. He gets to be around for more growth opportunities. I have no idea. Maybe all, maybe all these cancel me daddy people will eventually horseshoe around and I honestly maybe they'll was, come back. Yeah. I was going to nominate every single comedian who complained about cancel culture or says you can't do comedy anymore. But it's a conversation we've had forever and ever and endlessly because it will never end. Therefore, it's funnier to talk about Elon Musk. It, it is. It's always funny to talk about Elon Musk. And we try not to on this podcast because everyone gets sick of it. But in this one moment here, have our, cathar our, our catharsis, have our vomit. It's have, enough. Yes. Ex exuant pursued by bear. Uh, it's button pushing time. We're on number nine. Here we go. Anna, Mana, Piana, Rich Piana, nine hours, eight hours, arms, blasting workout. I promised I would do this. I will Finally. read this one. And then we'll pick a new one. Okay, okay, John? Okay, this is the AI-generated one. Yes. The best worst use of a virtual reality headset. Just in general? Yeah. Um. Okay, real quick. Best porn, worst porn. Moving on. Uh, pushing the button. Anna, mana, rich piana. Rest in peace to rich piana. got that one pushing okay i said I, I promised i would do this oh my god again uh so i'll read it but we'll pick a new one the best worst use of a teleportation device to prank a friend okay teleportation device to prank a friend uh worst the fly best the fly good moving on, on. moving on mana pana lana 
Yes. All right. 29. The best worst tweet. Of tweet. 20... Tweet. Tweet. Oh, tw- tweet. <laughs> tweet. <laughs> of 2019. 20- the best worst tweet of 2020. Okay. What? This is what this is number nine. This is number nine. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered the best tweet in general, but it's from like twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen. <laughs> Whew. Okay. You okay, remember when, when Dean Norris, the the guy from Breaking Bad who played Hank, just tweeted sex gifts? <laughs> he never took it down either. Uh, <laughs> he never t- he never took it down just to its s- sex gifts <laughs> oh okay i found a really good list of, of very funny tweets okay yeah Whew. i'm gonna stick with this one this is the best tweet of 2022 uh, i was wow. tweeted out january 10th so we, the year the year was done when it started, and it reads simply, "Hi, I'm Kendall Roy, and this is uh, the fucking Disney Channel." <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty good. It's the best tweet. This is a really good tweet. Tell me, you're. I mean, you're... I've been off of Twitter for most of this year, so it's it's tough. Uh, for context, for those of you who don't know, Kendall Roy is a character from Succession who is like a a guy who is very insecure, but he's like very he takes really big swings. Now I've ruined the joke, but the fact that he's on Disney Channel is hilarious. You know, it's it's very funny. Uh, Jeremy Strong is the name of the guy who plays this. I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah, I I cannot. I cannot think of a good tweet. I cannot uh, think of a. I cannot think of a single good tweet. Oh, okay. This is difficult for me. Hold on. All these are from celebrities I've never heard of. You know what? I'm just gonna say the time Dean Norris uh, posted sex gifts. Even though it's from 2018. Uh, I'm looking through lists of best tweets and they're completely unrelated, horrible garbage. We had Dean Norris sex gifts and Kendall Roy fucking Disney Channel. These are our combatants. I mean, mine isn't even from 2022, so yours wins. Mine wins. So hear me uh, speak... Oh, I've already lost the tweet. I don't know who wrote it. <laughs> Person who wrote that tweet. You are immortalized forever. I should really try to find that. But I, the, the window that has it has my worst tweet pulled up. I have to... I, I owe it to this person. Hold on. I gotta find who wrote this. Ah, alright. At... Casey Rosario, you win. You had the best tweet of 2022. Uh, your prize is that we we added you at, on Twitter. 
I mean, here. We shouted you out here. That's your prize, and also you're remembered forever. And everyone will know your tweet. Uh, (laughs) I do have one for worst, though. I have one for worst as well. It's pretty funny. Oh, okay. You can go first. Mine's pretty funny. It comes from a little-known comedian by the name of Elon Musk. Oh, yes. I don't remember him because of previously. Right. But he tweeted out, allegedly, since this is all off the record now, my commitment to free speech extends even to not banning the account following my plane, even though that is a direct personal safety risk. Uh, He tweeted this out kind of uh, maybe a month ago, and uh, he has since then banned. Amazing the account that tracks his plane (laughs) i uh you know it's freedom of speech unless somebody makes fun of me yep yep what's your worst tweet oh you know it's just a it's it's from a little known comedian that you and i might be aware of um now of course all of these have been deleted but one kanye west oh Uh, and the tweet reads as following uh i'm declaring death con three on jewish people (laughs) (laughs) remember that one yeah remember that one that's that's funny and out of context defcon 3 i think is def is in the middle right yeah but no it's not even defcon he says deathcon oh no no so not defcon but deathcon i'm going deathcon 3 on all caps jewish (laughs) the worst tweet Oh, that is a pretty bad tweet. That is an awful tweet. (laughs) I mean, we could talk about the tweet where Kyrie Irving, you know, the basketball player, uh, tweeted a link to a movie called uh, Wake Up Black America Hebrews. (laughs) (laughs) The anti-Semitism is just going through the roof and it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's uh, anti-Semitism. Just stop. Just just stop it. Uh, it's the I... refuge of the ignorant, in my opinion, and in the opinion of most scholars. I think yours is the worst tweet and deserves to be destroyed. Wow, now Kanye did nothing wrong and we can bring him back. Uh, this no. is all... P- Wait, no, we struck the Hitler thing. We struck that... This is all part of the deeper plot to redeem Kanye by deleting all of his bad actions. There are a lot of angles here. We're rehabilitating Kanye. We're gaslighting you with Melakalikimaka. A lot is... We're watching Andor. We're all watching Andor and praising Kanye because he's never done anything wrong. Uh, while playing Diablo Immortal and watching Severance and the White Lotus at the same time while listening to Last Christmas. Oh no, have we made a bad version of reality? Hey, at the very end of the night, we get to see if this was a good year or a bad year. That is true, that is true. Let's keep it moving. If this is the best the year has to offer, I think the decision might be making itself. But it is time, John, for the final category of the night number 10 better be good is all i gotta say a lot of pressure on this number so the button is being pushed right now here we go on non mon non pon nom
the night started at 69. <laughs> like my, like all my nights do, am I right? And will it end on number 66? Oh, Order 66. All That's right, a good so... It's a good one from Star Wars, the franchise you're divorced from. Route 66 of pants. Is this really how we're going to end it? Because this, this category came to us in a year of strife and quarantine. Number 66 is the best worst restaurant takeout slash curbside pickup situation. Oh, I haven't been doing that a lot lately. Me either. Do I hit the... I feel like I need to hit the button again. Hit the button again. Let's see if we can get one of the ones that was submitted this year. We want to make sure that those get representation, and we've only had, like, one of those. Well, there was only, like, three. Well, we gotta get one of the other two. Number 13. Oh, I know why she did this. The best worst as seen on TV gadget. The best worst as seen on TV gadget. I don't see a lot of gadgets on TV. Oh, you don't. Well, do you ever find yourself in a Bed Bath and Beyond? Uh, rarely. Oh, well, John, do I have a good best for you? Is this oh, please? A, unless you don't want to do this category. No, I do want to do this category. We have to give representation of the ones that were this year. This was submitted this year. I it, it's great. The best gadget as seen on TV for you, John. I know you need this, right? I uh, you do. Here's the pitch. Uh, how many how many times are you, you you're trying to use a, a gizmo that you haven't used in a while? If the dang batteries are dead. Oh, the batteries! I deal with this all the time. I wish there was yeah. some kind of rechargeable battery. That's not it. And so you. <laughs> oh, how, how is that not it? You go to the battery drawer and you, yeah, there's this full of batteries. They're all over the place. You can't find the triple A's because you're buried in double A's. It's just so inconvenient, right? Uh huh. Let me introduce you to a little gizmo called the Battery Daddy. Oh no. The battery daddy, John. It's a daddy that carries your batteries for you. It's basically just a big old fucking tackle box that that uh holds batteries in like a very wasteful plastic filled way, but it's called the battery daddy and that makes it the best. Oh, that is pretty good. So it just holds so it's a battery caddy. Yeah. But they call it a battery daddy. Yeah, well, we're lucky they didn't call it a battery zaddy. That would have been a whole different thing. It would have been a very different thing. It would have worn a lot of chains. Yeah. Battery daddy, it does come with an equip. <laughs> you bet it does. <laughs> <laughs> it does come <laughs> with an equipped battery tester in case you find some batteries just lying oh, around your cool. home unless in case you see a sweet d battery hanging out under the couch you can see if that puppy's got any juice left in it oh yeah you can juice that sweet d for sure <laughs> oh, with the battery that's got to stop that's gonna stop right now. I've got a, a competing product. <laughs> you, you started 
it. I've got a I've got a competing product. What is it, John? And can it beat the battery daddy? Because let's just be honest, he's into it. Now I now I I didn't I looked this up on a lark, thinking this okay. couldn't possibly be an as seen on TV product, and indeed it is. Tell now me. I don't know if you've been to a grocery store lately. But uh, you've okay. probably seen a lot of daddies around. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> What's happening? And I don't know if you're aware of a little thing called the scrub daddy. Oh god, it's an all daddy category. <laughs> That's the scrub right. daddy? The scrub daddy appears to just be like a sponge with a face cut into it. <laughs> but no no you don't understand what the battery mm-hmm. daddy yeah is missing is the scrub daddy has uh capitalized upon which is the scrub daddy exists in its own daddy verse oh no sure you have the original scrub daddy but you also have scrub daddy colors scrub daddy lemon fresh scrub mommy die free scrub daddy die free scrub mommy you know if you're a little crunchy daddy power paste (laughs) eraser daddy eraser daddy times 10 sponge daddy scour daddy big daddy scour daddy steel scour daddy small barbecue daddy halloween daddy oh style daddy uh, Scrub Daddy X SpongeBob, Winter this is too many things. Winter Shaped Daddy. <laughs> what is Winter Shaped like? Scrub Mommy Cat Shape. Oh. Oh no. Scrub Daddy Dog Shape. What is happening? Daddy Caddy. <laughs> Scrub Mommy Daddy Caddy. <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> Scrub mommy daddy, scrub daddy mommy. <laughs> uh, soap daddy and a cart daddy. The word daddy has lost all meaning. I don't understand what's happening, but all I hear is too many daddies. Too many daddies in the kitchen. All you, all you need with battery daddy is the one daddy. He holds them all. I mean, one daddy to rule them all, as they say. Oh, why wasn't Rings of Power on our best worst TV show list? Because uh, a lot of people had a lot to say, and I, my one prediction about the show turned out to be fucking stupid. Uh, that it would be good? Wow, burn. I thought the mysterious stranger was a Balrog, and everyone made fun of me. I mean, it would have been better than what it really was. Actually, Jamie and I really enjoyed watching it. Um, I don't know what to say if that says anything about us. Actually, I actually enjoyed it, too. I give it a hard time, but... I just I thought, thought one, the I first thought one twist was very silly and overwrought, and you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, that I was do. I was do. Very, very silly and no, overwrought. I, I, I the, agree with all you. the other stories were actually pretty great. Yeah, I the first couple Especially of things. Especially the Harfoots. I loved everything about the Harfoot story. I really per- liked that. The first couple of things the stranger does is all fire related, so it's like, oh, because I know Balrogs are the opposites of Maiar, and I. I didn't know they, like, I thought, okay, they don't always look like that then. But apparently that's the stupidest thing anyone could think. I mean, you know, it is the stupidest thing anyone could think. (laughs) Battery Daddy wins. I feel like I'm conceding 
a lot of these, but I don't want to fight for all these daddies. I feel like they could have fought for themselves. I think there's, the scrub daddy has too many, and the battery daddy is just one daddy, and really all you need is the one daddy, right? You really only need one. Well, I mean, if you have two, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, okay, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean... I meant... Yeah, okay. Wow. How heteronormative of me. I know. Terrible. That was terrible. If you have two, there's no problem with it, but you know... There's no problem. There's no problem. Everybody needs that. It's Look, no with two with two battery daddies, you can hold twice as many batteries, and yeah. that's good. What are you going to do with two scrub daddies? Fucking nothing. No one who designed one at a time. No one who designed a battery daddy thought gave one thought about like domestic violence. (laughs) Oh no! Battery, it's already the best. It's already the best. It's already there forever. And now for the worst as seen on TV gadget, uh, the last. Is this really how we're ending? It is. Look, you you were good with it. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Absolutely. Uh, the worst one of 2022. This is going to require some research on my part. Because um, I don't know. I don't know anything. I, I don't. I don't know anything. I'm actually, I, I have one. Can you send me the list you're pulling from? <laughs> I don't have a list. I just kind of knew one. Okay, please, please Go. Let me see if I can get a um, good description here. All right. Henry, have you ever used a toilet? Oh, um, that is a very personal Let, let me reframe this. You consider yourself a little bit of a gamer, am I right? Uh, yes, I do. I cannot see where this is going. What's, what's every gamer's favorite accessory? Um, what do you, what do you like to have on your PC case, on your keyboard, on your controllers, on your mouse? Give it a little uh, bit of flair for your NZXT case. Yes, some RGB lights. So why not in your toilet buy a Bright, a motion-activated LED light that transforms your toilet into a soft and gentle nightlight? Just hook Bright onto any toilet, select the color you love, and let the magic happen. Mm. You can trick out your... You can make your toilet flash mm. purple. Mm. Bull, Bright. I don't know about this. Bullbright. Isn't there... Do you want anything in your house that you have to, like, clean and change the batteries on? Is there any better place for that to be than hanging out in your toilet bowl? Oh, I have to reach in and, like, get it? Yeah, it hangs on the lip. Oh. With a slight overhang. Oh, a slight overhang? Is it going to get in the way? I don't know. But what price glory, Henry? Don't you want to sync the LEDs in your toilet up to the LEDs on the back of your TV so when Sicario is playing in the other room you can feel Why the, is it Sicario? You can feel the thudding bass through your Sonos soundbar and and you didn't pause it for some reason. You can Why didn't the I pause it? 
You can get the general idea of what's going on in the movie just in your toilet bowl. So I've seen Sicario so many times in this scenario. It's your scenario. comfort movie. It's my go-to movie. I throw it on, realize, ugh. Yeah, damn right go it's your the... go-to movie. What? Damn right it's your go-to movie. Oh, and I gotta go. So go I to go the bathroom. to the bathroom, and I don't want to miss a beat. So rather than, like, have another TV... Yeah, once again, your Sonos soundbar is playing. It's like, boom, boom, open up, I'm Sicario. And your toilet is just like... It's me, Mr. Sicario. And your toilet is flashing yellow and taupe. Yeah, the colors of Sicario. I know them. You know them. We don't yeah. need to say them. Copy. We all know yeah. them. It's like oh a taupey sage. That's really gross, and I hate it. But I mean, speaking of things that are gross and I hate. Yes. Have you heard of the Rolly egg cooker? Oh, no. The egg shitter. <laughs> it shits out a tube of eggs no. at the perfect temperature. Um, I've seen these in action. What, was it a fun time for you? No, it was not. It was not a fun time for you? I mean, you know, it's it's important to note. There's nothing harder to cook than an egg. Yeah, honestly, it's the hardest of the breakfast items to cook. So you might as well put eggs into a weird tube that's gonna just poop them out completely done but in a tube yeah i mean there's no more pleasing way to eat an egg than in a tube look the egg tube is convenient it's handy eat it on the go while you go on your rbgt RBG <laughs> while you go on your rbg oh no i can't make that joke terrible rvg toilet i don't t stood for toilet i guess <laughs> yes rgbt red green blue toilet yeah can't oh, make these man. jokes these jokes are terrible you can't make um, these jokes which i think anything involving toilets is worse <laughs> so i guess i guess the art wait what was it called? would you like something that makes your breakfast more like a toilet or, <laughs> or your, your, or toilet, your toilet, more toilet more like, like a movie a movie what was yours called again? The Bowl Bright? <laughs> it's a terrible name. It's bad. Egg Roller versus the Bowl Bright. I think the Bowl Bright is worst. Yeah, I mean, I hate the... As someone who, like, rarely eats eggs, but I think that there's a real art form in the cooking of eggs, to rob people of the joy of making eggs to turn into a weird little machine that poops out an egg poop, that's terrible. But I don't want to replace the batteries in the bulb, right? I, I just no. I can't. No, I don't even want to install no it. No matter how much it would potentially communicate the plot of Sicario to me. I Look, I am just your average American consumer. I love Sicario more than life. Yeah, everyone does. Everyone does. But I don't think... Of the Bulbright is going to enhance Sicario for me. I think what it will do is just be a poor fool's imitation of the real thing. Yeah, you know, it's a brave, it takes a brave man to say 
that an LED light in a toilet synced up to the average color of a frame of Sicario does not hold a candle to the actual experience of watching Sicario. Look, call me old-fashioned. I think cinema belongs on the screen. <laughs> call, call me old-fashioned, but I can't watch Sicario in a toilet. <laughs> I, I, look, some are okay with Inception being in <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> you mean to tell me you'd watch Sicario on your fucking toilet? people are watching sicario (laughs) on their fucking toilets oh so good amazing and and somehow dear listeners it is friday once again and people are watching sicario on their fucking toilet amazing Uh, your prediction came true john we agreed on exactly one category (laughs) Got it. And the rest were a knockdown drag out fight ending in a toilet playing <laughs> Sicario. We have run the gamut from the best movie anyone has ever made to the worst product <laughs> ever offered by humankind. This was a real Hades situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hades. What a great game. I think it came out last year. But. We have now weighed this year on 10 different categories, and it becomes now our sole duty in life to weigh this year on the feather scales of Osiris to determine if this year was a good or a bad. Yes, the final determination, as it were. Is Osiris the Egyptian god of death? Uh, it's one of them. Yeah, it is. And this year was certainly a year. But was it a good year and a tire or a bad year? And there's no company by that name. So this joke has run out of gas. It has run out of runway. I mean, I, I already have my answer. So I don't know how much I can debate whether it was a good or bad year. Uh, so I, let's just hold it up to a random year on the, the scale of human life. Uh, last year, for example, mm-hmm. uh, last year was like year two of a pandemic that didn't seem like it was going to end. Uh, I think we were vaguely hopeful, but also last year felt like a continuation of 2020 in a weird way that, uh, some sort of historian or scientist should really look into. Cause I honestly, I feel like they keep selling us new years, with a different label, but it's the same ingredients. Yeah, I mean, um, we had good stuff last year. We had vaccines starting to good. roll out. That Things were good. we had that incredible, like early, late spring, early summer, post vaccine oh, thing where we were actually yeah. seeing people again, like hugging and smooching and drinking beers and going to concerts. That oh, was amazing. Man, that was pretty great. And now, twenty twenty two has been sort of the year of. The pandemic is now just part of our lives. I got COVID, so that sucked. I got COVID, uh, too. Yeah, you got the sequel to COVID. That was pretty shitty, too. Uh, you also got married, so that's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Well, open to debate, but... Oh, <laughs> well, it's playing out. We'll see how it lands. Um, 2022. I just... like this, a... is, this is the first year in three years that felt like a year... <laughs> True, 
But it felt like a weird sort of teenager kind of year. It didn't. It was know... fitful. It was a fitful year. It didn't quite know how to how to how to carry itself from room to room. It was finding it was finding out a lot about itself and the world and how it works. This felt like uh, like a like a maybe thirteen year old fifteen year old year. Yeah, it it was uh, it was definitely going through something. Yeah, I got um, laid off this year. You got laid I off. I had to find a, a new job. This I unfortunately year. did not get fired, and also did not get a new job despite trying very, very hard. Uh, it's it's been it's been a weird one for sure. But was it good or was it bad? Uh, you want to hear my opinion? I do. Yeah. Uh, I got laid off this year. I'm still processing some serious stuff from 2020 and 2021. But in this year, I've started to open up a little bit artistically again, which is nice. That's a plus. Um, I'm starting to remember in 2021 where we were like... I feel like the relationships we made and fostered in 2021 were very special but but fleeting. But I feel like... After my friend group really got decimated, reduced by a tenth. <laughs> but after my friend group got decimated, I'm really starting to like lean into certain relationships. And also, I married the love of my life. Uh, this is a good year. There's, this is not going to be a, a, a conversation that anyone saying this is a bad year would win. This was a great year for me. Oh, for you. But what about for the world, John? I don't give a shit about the world. I got married. And maybe that's the important thing to to learn from all of this. It's not whether or not these large scale movements, these 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 needle movements on the um, Richter scale of culture, mean anything for our personal lives. Maybe that's the lesson this whole podcast can teach you, or maybe it's just the fact that John's self centered enough. To think that him getting married this year means that everyone had a good year. I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to point things out in a very smarmy kind of way. Listen, you have a job to do. I've got my job. Uh, I mean, personally, this year was like kind of like last year. I mean, there were some good things. Uh, th- my dog did not get in a fight this year check mark That's our dogs good. turned to this year big milestone oh i've learned that our particular breeds of dogs will never grow up and will always be hyper rambunctious little crazy monsters that's pretty fun that's uh oh no i didn't think about that oh no yeah i think for the first time in the long string of darkness we are it could just be the hopeful person and me i think we're seeing the end of worrying about the darkness <laughs> not that the not, darkness not is the, ending you, per se. you can't see the light but you can see the promise of not maybe loving the darkness if i squint i can make believe i see the light and that might be the difference it could be just my perspective that's <laughs> off who knows who knows i'm gonna say this year was pretty good uh, for the first time in two years. I mean, that's a huge swing. I I'm okay with pretty good. Year. My year was great. I'm very happy. And don't get me wrong. A lot of bad stuff happened to me this year. Am I satisfied with everything in my life? No. But I'm 
uh, happier than I've been for the last two years by a mile. Amazing. And I'm here for you and here for it. And I think we all are in a way, in our own different ways. We're all here for you, John. John, this is a simulation. You are the only one that matters. Your year dictates us all. I'm not glad. Oh, but. And back to regular programming. John, it was a great year. It was a great year. Uh, Hold on. Let me just make sure. Yeah, Mele Kilikimaka is still running. Okay, gotcha. Don't Perfect. know what that is. Hopefully it's not a song about Christmas that I end up hating. Don't worry about it. I won't. I sl- Oh, we're right. I slid into a universe. I, we can't get into this. There's no time because you'll I, just deny it. I slid into a universe. There were YouTube into- videos. <laughs> slid into a universe where YouTube videos are rarely made about very big cultural <laughs> concepts. What did I, we learn this year, John? What did we learn this year? I learned how to be married. Nice. Um, I don't know. I learned uh, how to deal with uncertainty better because nice. a, a lot of very uncertain things happened. But what did we learn? What did we learn as a podcast? Man, I don't know. Being more honest is good. Being honest is good. Not putting, not trying as hard is also good. I just don't have it in me anymore to to try hard. I think I've kind of come to a similar, but maybe not as pessimistic conclusion. Is in twenty twenty two. This uh, is slightly in regard to my hashtag art but it's also something i'm trying to do in life more which is like find a receptive empty place inside of you and let good things come out of that place rather than like over preparing and over researching and overthinking everything like i i've tried to approach this podcast for the most part from a more empty place and i think i've had more fun and been funnier doing it absolutely uh life is serious enough we don't need to take ourselves too seriously i think my little pithy weird turn of phrase said what you said just as well if not worse uh no it was better or was it best and that's been Gotta say, 2022 feels much longer than 2021 2021 was a weird dream that happened well 2021 was just 2020 part two and 2022 has felt like something different um gotta say this october december window though just vanished oh it's gone everything else was was fell longer but this little window at the end lasted like two days christmas is this week a fact that I cannot comprehend. Unbelievable. It doesn't make sense. I, I, We're going to travel. And, you know, everyone who's been listening, thank you for sticking with us all this time. It's been great having you here. Uh, happy holidays to you and yours. And, uh, look, we're going to keep doing this thing until John says enough and quits. And then I will also quit out of Newton's Laws of Motion. That's what Newton said. If one podcast co-creator quits, the other one has to quit. Yeah, that was his fourth law of motion. Little known fact. Got hit in the head with two apples to think of that one. Yeah, little old, old, old two apples. They called him. Henry, I 
It was a pleasure doing this podcast with you through all of 2022. Well, most of it. There were a couple where we really henpecked each other. Give me dates. Give me episode names and dates. I'm going to go back, see if that's true. (laughs) Uh, June 17th, uh, December 20th. (laughs) That's the day. (laughs) (laughs) We we fought so much about what was best, what was worst, what was good, what was a a daddy. Yeah, it was a whole thing. It was awful. but I hope this year was also good for you, since we've just deemed the good the year was good overall. We got some of the best movies, some of the best video games we've had in a long time. Is that enough to make a year good? Yes. Yes? It is. <laughs> it is? <laughs> I mean, uh, if you've had some really bad stuff happen like really bad stuff just think of all the good video games that came out. just think about vampire survivors a little more you idiot yeah if you've had truly horrible things happen to you just think about vampire survivors and it'll all go away that that you idiot was for comedic effect i don't mean you're idiots i, I love you Please no one who listens to this me. podcast is an idiot because an idiot wouldn't know how to download it it is true and documented by science. But, John, I think there is nothing left to do here but to wish everyone a happy holidays and a happy new year. Indeed, uh, a happy holidays and a happy new year. And, and the way that people got in touch with us to submit these best worse. Now, granted, if you're hearing this for the first time, it's a little late for you. Wait a year. This is a great... <laughs> This is a great hook to drive organic growth to get people to stick with the podcast for a year. Because you can submit categories for best worst as well. You just have to hang out for a year. Henry, can I tell them how they do that? Absolutely, John. I hereby give you the authorization required to tell them how to get in contact with us as dictated by the podcast bylaw form c a32 subsection 9 zorb 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 the power is mine if you want to send us a tweet you can do so on elon musk's hilarious horrible website twitter.com you can send those tweets to zcpcwhj on twitter.com i always try to do the broadcasters w henry what does that stand for well the broadcasters w is a is a little thing where because if you say w weird it's not good but the broadcasters w is apparently better i don't know and he just threw this at me for the first time i have no i i've never heard the broadcasters w before but yes and i have and so it is this that's right. When you say W real fast, you have to say double do or double do uh, rather than double you because you'll uh, trip over it or it will sound weird. If you want to send us your mouth hacks, hashtag mouth hacks, you can send those via email to email at zerocredits.net. The email works. Henry, confirm. I still have not gotten that. Oh no! That email. The forwarder might not work, but the email certainly works. And actually, I think maybe we set up a new forwarding thing, so maybe like our actual podcast episode show up when you go to zerocrets.net. I don't know. I changed 
some stuff around. If you're listening to this podcast, boy, howdy, are you? There are a lot of places you can get podcasts, including Pod Chaser, Good Pods, Pod Me Up, Scotty, uh, you know, whatever. And then the big ones, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, the ones people care about. Uh, if you can send, if you can leave us a review on any of those, that's a great way for people to hear about the show. But a better way for people to hear about the show is for you to walk right into the Apple store, find someone named Courtney, tell Courtney you're here to buy the goat. She will take you to the online pre-orders area. You will turn on the iMac. You will remove the thumb drive. You will place the thumb drive under your hat. You will walk outside and await further instructions. And then you will tell the police who eventually arrest you for trying to overthrow the government January 6th style uh, to listen to our podcast because a word of the mouth is the only way we can survive so tell your cellmate tell your co-conspirators and uh, we will finally make change of this great nation uh, right <laughs> amazing <laughs> And I just want to confirm that now, if you go to zerocredits.net, our official website, it no longer says that our site is a security risk. That's great. That means it worked. Nice. I did the internet. Yes, our certificate is valid. Our connection is secure. Uh, go to zerocredits.net, the home for all your zero credits need. Just one. <laughs> you only have one need. You know, how come no one's ever said go to zerocrest.net or any website and just said the home? The home. We don't need to qualify it. Yeah. And from everyone here at the home of Zero Credits, we want to wish you a happy holidays and a happy new year. No matter what you celebrate, even if it harms other people, we're good with it. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and here's to a great 2023. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Stay alive, no matter what occurs. Goodbye. Uh, and for all of you who listen to the podcast in real time, we're off next week. So don't expect a new episode. We're going to be chilling with the Christmas spirit, if you know what I mean. Puff, puff, pass. We're going to be sipping nog with our hogs. Yeah, great. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Apparently, uh, Sephiroth can't be made to swim by AI art generators as he menacingly stands on the water. Instead, Japanese artists have been trying to get uh, AI artwork bots to get Sephiroth swimming, and they can't. They can't get it to make him swim. That's and amazing. He, he just stands shirtless on top of the water every time. <laughs> 
That's great. I do want to read you the entirety of the list of the AI uh, that generated, and I, with the caveat that what I put in was generate a normal list of top 10 categories for best worst 2022 okay examples include things like best movie or best video game please stop mentioning flying cars oh no couldn't be more clear couldn't be more clear uh so this is the list they generated use of a time machine okay use of a teleportation device okay Use of a virtual reality headset. Uh, these uh, these are all bad. Use of a futuristic device. Why are they leaning this way? Use of a time machine to change history. <laughs> Why is it focused on this? Use of a teleportation device no, to prank a friend. Not again. Oh yeah, Use, we got that one. Yep. Use of a, a rea- virtual reality headset to escape a boring u- situation. So it's got three ideas. Use of a futuristic device to win a bet. Uh Uh-huh. Use of a time machine to avoid a difficult conversation. Why is it obsessed with these three things? Use of a teleportation device to escape a scary situation. Oh, that one would have been good. I'll give it credit. It did not mention fucking flying cars. (laughs) Did it do that before? Every single time. Yeah, Yeah, I don't, I do not get it. At least to listen to that. I guess it thought 2022 was the future. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think it's only trained up to 2019. So it's like, well, probably (laughs) by then. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This is the post podcast. So tired. Just letting it tick over to three hours for the fun of it.